Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hearth Halloween special for 2023. I'm Zach Gillette. We're going to play a game tonight. It's a game of terror and conspiracy. Horror. Horror and gore. This is called Weird Supreme. And if you're listening to this, congratulations. The game is out and you can buy it right now or have it. I, it's, it's always a gamble whether Secret Hearth is going to put out a game for five bucks or free. So, but it should be out. Depends on how you feel in the morning when you decide to yeah, you know, yeah. for listening. Yeah. But it should be on SecretHearth.com and it should be on Itch.io. That's itch.io. I'm so happy to announce that we have a special guest tonight. John. John is joining us for Our tonight's friend John. Hearth Halloween special. What up, John? Hey, Hello. John. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. I'm so happy you're here. A couple of folks in the Hearth community probably already know John or Threadweaver in the communities he's known by. He's he's a member of the Hearth that just doesn't get to record. Motherfucker's very busy. Yep. But I make soap. John makes up. We got him for we got him for a special. Yeah, John, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, Introduce yourself I, to the crew. You know, I, I love like uh, well, my favorite color is teal. Amazing. Thank I you. love crafting things. Hell yeah! Help my family make soap. It's a uh, Shady Grove soap. A little little throw out there. Yeah, you want to uh, plug? You got a website? Uh, ShadyGroveSoapCompany.com. Whoa, Whoa. Uh, cool! Whoa. I was shocked that you even had a website. I was surprised. I was like, oh. Uh, so, does he look like he fucks around? <laughs> <laughs> no, I find out. <laughs> <laughs> Always love crafting things, and this one of the things that I'm helping my family with right now. I'm so happy you're here, man. I'm I'm really happy to watch you unfold into chaos, terror, and madness throughout this this uh, Halloween special. Absolutely, very stoked about that. So, um, one thing for this Halloween yeah. special. So, like. What games would you consider this sort of like? Like, what kind of game are we going to be playing? Right. Let's talk Touchstones. Um, Weird Supreme is definitely inspired by, like, early to late 90s dark and psychological thrillers, usually involving a lot of conspiracy. Um, Talking about Dark City? uh, It it can be, but there aren't really a lot of, like, wild, larger concepts out Mm. there. Like, twists like that. It is something that's grounded in reality. And for that reason, uh, you know, I, I do want to say like, this is, this is going to feel realistic, albeit with some supernatural horror elements, but there will be, there will be some pretty intense descriptions specifically of gore probably tonight. The full content warnings can be found in the show notes. So check there, please, before you continue to listen further. Yep. This is fair warning. It is going to be a little bit more. Like, I don't know. I'm the player. Zach is the one that's really calling the shots. But the vibe I'm picking up is this is going to be considerably more violent than our normal fare. So fair warning. Mm-hmm. Very much so. But yeah, in terms of um, general touchstones, X-Files, for sure. For sure. What else? I feel like it's got to be a little Twin Peaks. A little too, bit of Twin Peaks. Because that's very just kind of our brand. <laughs> yeah, very much Just so. a little bit. I'm also getting like the first season of True Detective. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yep. You know, where they're like out in the field and there's that body on the tree, and he, but they're like really casual, even though it's not a casual scenario at all. Yeah. Yeah. A gang of, or like a cell rather, of like hard-broiled and specially skilled, but otherwise pretty normal people operating with like a covert interagency program called the program whose like sole goal and directive and purpose is to destroy or examine or imprison or otherwise take care of threats that should not be made public things that are supernatural mysterious 
soaked in conspiracy. Tonight, we can't really get into a lot of the investigation and mystery side of the game because we are doing a one-shot. Um, hopefully, I'm wrong about that and we get to do some of that. But for the most part, tonight will probably just be terror and violence. And going to the library. Maybe. we can. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wherever you guys want to take it. But we just have to wrap it up in two to three hours. If we don't, we lose. In, so, in real life. Yeah, I can't release it. I've been looking for some more adrenaline in my life, so this is really what I needed. It's a good thing that Zach has that loaded cult sitting next to him. Yeah, I'm just like, (laughs) just just muzzling everybody (laughs) in like a semicircle. Straps your chest with duct tape. One of you will not be leaving this house. (laughs) Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Before we got on air, we made our characters. It was a long, perilous decision. Um, Oh, yeah. So... I'd love to go around the table and talk about our characters. We don't have to get super in-depth, you know, if you want to leave some to mystery, but, like, who the fuck are these people? You're going to start, John. Wait, before we do that, we should we should talk about where this game is taking place mm-hmm. because that would that's gonna throw context. Yeah. yeah. It's going to throw context on it uh, to everything. Also speaking of sensitivity. Yes, we have um, all discussed lines and veils before we've started this. Just if anybody's worried about the safety at the table on a personal level, but our setting is we're going to, we're going to be dipping into Cade County, a, uh, a little, a little invention of my own and really an invention of the group because it is, it is kind of like, it is a it is an alternate verse of our Appalachian area, the Great Smoky Mountains and its surrounding communities. But it is it is definitely like a collection of it's a world born from not just like the actual Great Smoky Mountains folklore from around here and real life horror stories, but it's also sort of uh, a big network of like our own personal folklore. Like there's a lot of stuff that lived we experience, mm-hmm. not even just lived experience, but stuff that we've talked about or have known from other people vicariously that have dug into our group and like have made these little creepy myths oh fun all around appalachia every aspect of my character's identity is a reference to something local Mm -hmm. in my life for somebody that i've known every aspect of it is some little easter egg yeah right on very exciting shit sorry madeline back to you you're gonna run character (laughs) creation for everybody we never talked about code names do we need code names we're just gonna go by names I think for this campaign, I am comfortable with either. So that's kind of up to you guys. Eh, I don't think we need it for now. I don't think so either. I mean, just a one shot. If we're not doing startup codenames, we can at least identify your cell. Um, Are you guys like, you guys can name your cell after a color or like an insignia or whatever. Like, what do you, what do you, what is your group known as? Keeping in mind that this is probably the very first time that you guys are meeting as a cell. Maybe not on a personal level, but this is the first time you guys are going on an operation together. Mm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I figured that actually because we're playing like small town, you know, we probably all know each other, you know, a little bit. Like, yeah. oh, that's Jerry. He works at the convenience store. Like, I I know his face. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother mm-hmm. went to high school with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we may not like know know each other. But John, tell me about your character before somebody else says something. Perfect. I will be playing Marcus Wagner, who is a driver by profession. Didn't graduate. Got a GED. That's fair. What's he do? Drives uh, getting illicit drinks in the backwoods <laughs> of the county. Yeehaw! I love that. So, wait. So, this means that you have your own car at your disposal, right? That's how this game works? Resource. I have a vehicle. 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 Okay. What's your tier in vehicle? Three. So, you have access oh. to 
everything the clay boys would have access to as well. So that I mean, that is who I supply truck. for. You mm-hmm. got all oh, kinds of vehicles. Blockade okay. runner. Yeah. Okay, Justine. I'm going to be playing Charles Chuck Williamson. He is an officer for the Tallahassee Valley Authority and uh, spends his most most of his time on uh, the. Uh, I didn't. Ne- I never named the damn lake. I can't think of a name. Okay, well, it's just well, called the lake. Okay, well, yeah, he uh, spends his time it. patrolling the waters of, uh, we'll say, Blue Lake. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. And uh, making sure that everybody is minding their p's and q's while they are on federal property. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate him. Uh-huh. I hate As him. you should. I, but yeah, I love There's him. a lot of teenagers that hates this guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, dealing with TVAs, man. Patrick? I'm playing Reggie Owenby. Uh, he's a young man who is a student at the local community college. I haven't decided on a name for that or anything. Uh, we all know what the real name of it is. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a student and a freelance reporter who does work for a local paper. He's like early 20s, just young guy, uh, smart guy, and used to be a skeptic. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, real quick, Justin, what was your dude's name again? Charles Charlie. Williamson, otherwise known as uh, Chuck by his friends, or uh, Officer Williamson to the rest of you. Everybody else. <laughs> John, you were Martin... Marcus. Marcus. Marcus Wagner. Marcus Wagner. <laughs> W-A-G-O-N-E-R. No O. Oh. Mm-hmm. If they ship our characters, it'll be Chuck Wagon. Uh... Well, that's all it takes for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Signed and delivered. Um, my name is Melanie Kelly. Uh, she is a volunteer. <laughs> I just love it's just very Appalachian names all yeah. around. So mm-hmm. I actually used to know um a girl when I lived in Georgia and her name was Melanie and she was a pastor's daughter and her breath always smelled like baloney <laughs> and her lips were always chapped. And I was like, Yes, Melanie. Apparently that was a popular name in nineteen eighty five. And so I was like, Yes. But uh Melanie's a volunteer firefighter. I'm in my thirties and is where we live important to this game? Mm, not necessarily. I mean, you are in Cade County somewhere. Yeah. You're, okay. I, you're either living in town, you're living in the city, you're living Maybe in the adjacent adjust- county. It just occurred to me. I was like, wait, yeah. did that have some significance? And I just put Oak Lane. <laughs> you're, you're Oak Lane. That sounds, like, that sounds like a town address. Sure. I love that. Are you in town or are you in Town's End? Town's <gasps> End. Okay. So you, so you are at the town's end fire like we all know yeah, yeah. when you're going into yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's like a singular fire truck yeah yeah that's literally you you're out there that's in our that's in our real reality um but she is currently working to get her bachelor's in botany at the at a college somewhere and um so my day job is working at the, the cast walker convenience store yes Hell yeah. I uh I I just realized I didn't put down a residence or anything. Uh-huh. So I did real quick. Um Reggie lives uh in Hemlock Apartments, Suite 19 in town. So you're in our old apartment building. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, we're in our actual old apartment yeah. building. Yep. You got it. <laughs> Actually. When it was new. Yeah, when it was nice and when new. Yes, when just it was like built. brand new, just built. Yeah, it's yep. exactly uh-huh. what the vibe I'm going That's for is. That's so funny, dude. Uh great. Hemlock Apartments, yeah. You Holy got it. Shit. Yeah. So glad to be out of those fucking apartments. <laughs> okay, so I'm playing Melanie Kelly. 
John, who are you playing? Marcus Wagner. Justin, who are you playing? Chuck Williamson. Patrick. Reggie Owenby. Okay. Can, can we get like a physical, like a like a one line physical description on everybody? Me. Okay. Oh wait, you it just Melanie looks just like you. Madeline has shown me a small picture of just her on, on the portrait section of the uh, Weird Supreme agent sheet. Okay. Okay. But you're also a volunteer firefighter. Yeah. So are you like no, my, my shoulders are? Okay. I was about to say, like, <laughs> how much more jacked are you? Yeah. Yeah, just just in the shoulder region. I mean, I was going to say like, oh, it just looks like me at twenty one is what Reggie looks. Yeah, you're just playing. We did the same. Yeah, we did the same thing. Justin's playing uh, just like a fucked up alternate reality version of himself. No, Lord, no, I'm playing a late cop. What are you talking about? Justin's playing like the opposite uh, of Justin. No, that's what I'm no. saying. No, it's oh, like yeah. bizarre land, Justin. The evil oh. twin. No, yeah, Chuck, Chuck's, Chuck's, uh, he's forty five, right? So there's uh, definitely some graying going on. And his crew cut. Mm. Yeah, very clean shaven. Uh, you've never seen a nick on his face. Mm. Not once. Uh, very broad, man. Very broad, man. Uh, very uh, um, likes to keep two appearances, so you'll never see his shirt unbuttoned at all unless is, you know you happen to catch him at the lake on a fishing day where he happens to be off. And then, of course, he's shirtless. <laughs> Except he's got, like, a white tan line where a shirt should be no not even dude not he's even. you know like he's like underneath like he spends all his time on the lake mm. oh yeah. so yeah, yeah. like when he is off he duty he, he's out there and he's fishing or he that's that that is his home domain okay right so underneath he is just like leathery Oh, right. Because he spends it. It's a it's 1985. There's no sunscreen. Like yeah. a gator skin handbag. Yeah. Yeah. And just like real deep lines on his forehead and around his eyes, you know, from like squinting, looking across Sounds the like water, Jim. judging people. 100 percent, Jim. Yeah. But nobody uh, knows who Jim is who's listening and you don't need to. It's fine. <laughs> it's that. honestly, that's a good thing for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can have, you can imagine he's just like not terribly tall he's not short either he's just kind of in between cool yeah. yeah marcus's average height very thin almost buzz cut hair okay. doesn't have a single pair of clean clothes there's always some oh sort of God. stain on something Ugh. jeans with uh uh-huh I jeans with holes in them always wears long jeans dirty boots Man, that ain't right. You can just go down to Cass Walker store and get you a new pair, <laughs> yeah, pair of jeans. Yeah, you got a pair of just $10.99 in the shop. I mean, they, well, they got... But it's real worth it. Oh, no, I can't afford that. <laughs> oh, Lord. And, uh, in interesting... <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. You are welcome. In, uh, in interesting <laughs> fairness, I'll say that, like, Reggie Jeez. is, like, you know, kind of scruffy dark hair, uh, like an eternal five o'clock shadow. Mm. Just like he never shaves, but it never grows past like stubble. Because mm-hmm. that was me in my early 20s. I I did not have a beard. I only ever had like a five o'clock shadow forever. Yeah. Glasses. Uh, he's a little tall, but not like abnormally so. And, you know, just band t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just your average college student, really, if you think about it, like from the 80s. <laughs> I know all of these people. Yeah. It's got at least one age. I, I think we all do, honestly. Yeah. That's this the is point. great. This is great. See, this is great because I have a mullet. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. I'm good. And right. I have the glasses. I changed the, um, I, I said the name of the paper that he works for. I changed it to Cade County Journal. Cade County Journal. I'm specifying because I assume I'm going to have some kind of resource through 
the Cade County Journal, mm-hmm. possibly, maybe. We'll see. Okay. My sheet's already a mess. How? There's like three mechanics. We've had no lore. <laughs> yeah. It's it's mostly I've doodles. Been fucked up. Oh, it's Lord. mostly doodles. It's mostly Instagram <laughs> form. <laughs> well, I also wrote at the bottom, so just how this game works. So a one through seven is a miss. Yeah. An eight and a nine is a hit, and a, a ten is a crit. So I'm planning on hitting nothing. By the way, you're not, a, gonna, uh, I'm not gonna. No. Gonna, like all your best stats. System, everyone. Still not yes. gonna work. We're rolling yeah. D10s. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Be fun. And if anybody needs some D10s, I have a whole pile. I have plenty. I have five. That's a good point, John. We can real quick tell everybody how the game works because it's so simple and it'd be nice for them to know what's going on going in. <laughs> um, so everybody has, you know, their their typical, you know, their resources for their profession, their items, their gear, all that stuff. But the core of the characters are two things. One is their skills and their skills, their score in that skill determines how many die they're going to roll. If if they roll an eight or a nine, that's a hit. That means they got what they wanted to get done. Uh, a 10 is a crit, and we'll talk about that in a second. But basically, they're rolling these dice pools, and they're trying to choose the highest number, and that's their that's their hit. If they get through a one through seven, if no, none of the dice get above seven, they've failed. Now, here's where the second thing comes into, into play, which is control. Each agent of the program has this little meter called control. It's got a minimum of zero, maximum of five. Every time one of these agents crit, they'll gain control. That's them not only gaining control over themselves and their own sort of like, you know, their, their own willpower, their own cognition, really locking into the operation, but also getting control over the operation itself. They've gained some ground. They've got a little bit more sway and leeway. And that control that they gain can be spent to sort of like change things as we move further into more dark and dangerous territory. They can they can use that confidence, that willpower, and that sort of setup of control over the operation to roll control alongside their skills and, you know, basically sacrifice it to roll extra dice. The catch is anytime these guys see something dark, dangerous, scary, unnerving, violent, they're going to have to roll their current control level. If they fail, they descend into more chaos and madness. Now, you might be familiar with Call of Cthulhu or Delta Green. Our game doesn't really deal with like mental health in any capacity. I would say it's it does skirt the edge of it, but a lot of a lot of the descent a lot of this whole like losing control has to do with the ramifications of messing up. Um, for instance, you know, getting a tail from, say, a reporter that you don't want to be dealing with in your operation or a detective that starts to think that, you know, maybe you're not who you say you are. And a lot of it is also just like repercussions of the the, the person when inter- when interacting with, with these weird or scary or dangerous things. So that's how that works. That's how that works. That's it. You got control, you got your skills. That's pretty much it. I'm just giving you a heads up. The moment we start playing, I'm going to forget how to play this game. That's fine. It's so simple that I will just remind you. In Incredible. The and, you and, you'll, and you'll get it pretty fast. Thank you. Um, but for now, you guys want to start? Yeah. Yeah. Want to get into the action? It's dark and it's foggy, as it often is this time of year. October 10th in Cade County. That's the Smoky Mountains. It's called that for a reason. Dark, permeating fog hangs all in the air. We see a burgundy Cadillac drift down a mountain road 
going a little too fast and a young couple, young lovers in the front seats. They're laughing and giggling, having a good time. They've got a jar of something that they're taking sips out of. They're listening to loud music. They shouldn't be doing any of this in the park. We see flashes of red and blue, and they start pulling over onto the side. One of the pull-off spots, the closest that they can find in this dense, almost jungle-like, wet, ever-reaching, endless old forest. And they stop. And they're not panicking. They've done this probably a few times. They've had this happen to them probably a few times. And they also recognize the face they passed going about five over. Officer Stan Stillwater approaches the vehicle and leans in and he smiles. Hi, Ricky. Hi, Sal. And Sal in the driver's seat says, hi, Stan. Hi, Officer Stillwater. And start passing papers. There's not a lot of exchange other than a, you two having a good time tonight? And a little snickering and a little laughing. He says, I'll, I'll be right back. We'll, we'll, we'll sort this out. We'll talk about it real fast and we'll get you back on the way. I'd rather you all be home than here. Officer Stillwater disappears into the dark fog behind them. And Ricky gives a sour look at Sal, who is behind the wheel. She says, what? I wasn't going too fast. How am I, know, how am I supposed to know there's anyone out here this time of night? Tell you what, they put these rangers up in the spots that'll get you, you know? About six minutes pass. Sal looks in the left-hand side mirror. It's just darkness and the lights. After about 10 minutes, Ricky says, I'm going to go see what's going on. Sal says, no, 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 just wait. Just give him time to figure out what's going on and what he wants to do. Ricky steps out of the vehicle, starts walking over towards the cruiser, kind of holding his hands up a little bit. Officer Stillwater, just on the other side, blocked by the cruiser's hood, Ricky sees something, some sort of dark mass on the driver's side door, which he just now notices is slightly ajar. And then he watches as Stillwater's body is dragged off the road by this thing and goes crunching into the wet foliage. Slowly, fog takes over our vision. And then the bright amber lights of Cass Walker's general store begin to hum into our vision. Melanie, you're checking this older gentleman out. He, you're putting his groceries into brown paper bags. No, you like plastic here? Yeah, you have plastic. Is this a plastic place? I don't know. You're, you're putting, Fancy. You're putting uh, his groceries into these nice plastic bags. <laughs> um, That's why the prices are so damn high. Absolutely. Extra 10 cents for the bag. And he passes you a um, handful of quarters and nickels and like, a little slip of paper, like a business card. It says, you can keep the change. And then makes its way out of the store. And you look down at it and you see something you've been waiting for for quite a while. But I would imagine something that Melanie didn't necessarily want to see. It's an angular, violet-colored spiral, a symbol, and an address as well as a time. Cool. 2 a.m. The address is in the park. It's the Tremont uh, section of the park. My favorite. And it is indicating that you should be there. Right. We're going to move to other people and see what they're doing as they are getting called into the program for this operation. I want to see where you guys are. I mean, I know Chuck is on the lake, so we can start there. Are you on duty or not? Uh, I would say he's probably back at the office at this point, probably filing some paperwork on a uh, an unregistered boat 
Mm-hmm. One of the yeah. uh, the regular fishermen forgot to uh, to get properly tagged mm-hmm. uh, before he went out on his uh, fishing trip for that day, and uh, of course Chuck was the one on scene first. Yeah, you know, it's- you're sitting there at the desk, you're moving around through the papers. Just on the other side of the room, um, on a small side table framed by dark wood paneling, the fax machine comes to life, mm-hmm. and again, Chuck sees. That symbol, that's violet, spiral, angular, and it's drawn, and a time and a date. And it's the same time and date. You've been called by the program. Something's happened. Mm-hmm. Reggie, I believe, is um, in the library at, uh, oh, I just had a name. Hold on. At Wallace State Community College. <laughs> Reggie is in the library, a very small library. This is a small community college. Mm-hmm. Um, he is doing research right now for a story. He's, he's investigating a cold case. Just somebody went missing a few years back, hmm. uh, probably about 10 years back. I'd say it's cold case. It's been, you know, let go by the local law. Yeah. He's just looking at microfiches. Anybody know what a microfiche is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> <Yeah>. do. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do. I'm old. Wait, you're talking about microfilm, like the, uh, the yeah, like yeah. The, the old microfilm that goes up on the screen. And yeah, looking at like old newspapers, and slides, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those that's what he's doing. Is he's in the library doing research? You're uh, you're kind of operating this knob, this off-white monitor-like machine, sliding the film in with one hand, and you are very honed in on it. But you you hear the sound of like uh, a mug being set by you, and you look over to your left, and you. It's a hot cup of coffee. And I would imagine he probably thinks it's a friend. I don't know how many friends Reggie has, but that just dropped him a cup of coffee. And as you go to pick it up and reach for it, you find that same card underneath the mug, that angular violet spiral symbol. It says Tremont Research Facility, 3 a.m. That's it. Oh, was it two or three? Three. (laughs) I think you said two earlier. Yeah. You said two earlier. Well, it's three now. It's three now. Three, the witching hour. That makes sense. <laughs> 3 p.m. Marcus. What's Marcus up to? It's it's maybe, it's October 11th today. What? He said it was October 10th <laughs> earlier. Well, well that's when the incident happens. Oh, okay. My yeah, bad, yeah. my bad. I it's thought Oct- we were in the same day. It's October 11th, mid-afternoon. What's Marcus doing? Marcus is barreling down a not well-kept-up back road. Mm. Mostly gravel, a little patch of uh, concrete here or there. This beat-up truck, off-white, rusted side door. You know the one. Yeah, I do. We know him. We love him. I'm going down pretty regularly. Blasting music, a cassette tape of Doc Watson. Hell yeah. Yes. There we go. On his way to his his next delivery. You turn a sharp corner, and uh, this part of the back road does butt up against some neighborhoods, some little haulers, maybe a few or two or three families each. Most of it is pretty abandoned, but as you're turning this corner, riding on these back roads, this this part does butt up against some neighborhoods, and you're not you're not too shocked to see those those little chloroplast signs with the spokes stuck on the corner uh, of this turn. A lot of people put them up for yard sales and whatnot, but what you are surprised to see is one of these signs just has this symbol that you know that you've been watching, that you've been looking for that angular violet spiral, and as you slow just to a small creep, just a moment of, of, of looking at it, you see Tremont Research Facility, 3 a.m. 
there written underneath. So there's uh, a species of fish in our uh, area right now that is going uh, extinct. It's endangered, right? Um, and, uh, you know, from people stacking rocks, if you mm-hmm. stack rocks in rivers, stop it. But anyways, this species of fish done. It's called the Mad Tom, right? There's like, yeah, it's the Mad Tom. Mad Tom sound like a good name to you guys? I love it. Sell Mad Tom? Absolutely. Personally. Mad yeah. Tom sell? Yep. All right. Mad Tom. M-A-D-T-O-M. One word. Mad Tom. Tom is mad. I'm probably pr- mispronouncing that. Probably. Absolutely. Madam. Matom. Matom. Mad Tom. Mad Tom. Wait, it's not spelled M-A-D space T-O-M? No, it's, it's all, all one word. word. One word. So M-A-T-T-O-M? M-A-D-T-O-M. Mad Tom. Those are the two words. Madam. Matom. Madam. Yeah. Okay. But I have a feeling... That all of our characters would pronounce it exactly the way we are. Madden. Mad Tom. Mad Tom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Tom. Just like not a single one of our characters would say opossum. Just yeah. like none of us would mm-hmm. say opossum. Possum. Possum. Yeah. It's possum. Okay. We're doing it. <laughs> the Mad Tom Cell. Welcome to the program. Um, the program is an interagency covert uh, collection of, or network rather, of individuals all throughout the uh, the states and above and below and a little bit to the left and a little bit to the right, uh, but not necessarily international, that is dedicated to combating threats which should not be made public. You know where you're going and you know when. Uh, so my next question is how you're getting there. And I'm wondering if Marcus isn't picking you guys up. Does that sound reasonable, Marcus? Or is everybody making their way to this location um, on their own? Do I have a vehicle that I imagine is like a like a like a Ford van, you know, just cool. one of those crappy vans. So like I could probably drive there in the van. That's his. That's his kind of like roving headquarters kind of you know reporter shit. He's got his equipment in there. Am I the only one that doesn't have a vehicle? So what? What? Mally's gonna have to pick you up. <laughs> what does vehicle clear like? Okay, there's vehicle one, two, and three. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. So like one's like your basic sedan or truck or whatever two is like you know like patrol cars and shit like that and three mm-hmm. is like riot vans and armored vehicles and shit oh shit okay He's well that's what i was gonna say <laughs> i have two vehicle so i was thinking like of surveillance van yeah that's yeah, exactly yeah. Okay. yeah yeah that would make sense is it yeah. is it like is it from the cade county journal but you've you know like tricked it yeah, out. Yeah, it's not his vehicle. It's it, he doesn't own a vehicle. Oh, okay. this is a vehicle given to him by the Cape County Journal to use while he's doing work with them. But it's tricked out with like more surveillance equipment than's necessary. Is that possibly? Kind of yeah, like I would say, there's probably monitors back there and radios and. Oh yeah, we could probably hit each other up on the radios. Parabolic antenna, you know all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean. Well, that's – do we know each other? I would. I think we do. So I think because I am going back to school to be a botanist, I think that would make sense right. that we would cross paths at school. Mm-hmm. And me being a firefighter, it makes sense that Charles and I yeah. have passed at some point. Yeah. I mean, I'm the, the one firefighter in Townsend. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we probably know each yeah. other. And then we've got the hoodlum over here, so... <laughs> I'm sure Marcus know. has had a run-in or two with Chuck in the past. Yep. Charles. Or Chuck. Uh, 
Yeah, Chuck which, is short for Chuck. Oh, which one oh, he's to call he's you. heard it and that, had only called it, Chuck. It since. is it is Officer Williams, sir. To you, Chuck. Hi, Chuck. Don't call me that. Uh, this conversation is being had right now on the uh, sort of rough asphalt of the Tremont um, research facility. There is also a like a Ranger squad car here, decked out in green and black, kind of off to the side, and. Uh, I guess you two have arrived mm-hmm. and are talking, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that is happening. Another pair of headlights streams into the the very small lot, um, framed by all of these massive sprigs of rhododendrons, and it cascades first. The, the headlights cascade first over over Chuck or over Officer Williams. It's Williams, Williamson, right? Williamson, Williamson. Um, and Williamson. Marcus, and then over towards the squad car where we can see. The brown, like very nicely pressed uniform on this sort of like elderly looking black guy. He's got like an interpretive ranger hat on and he's standing straight up with a cigarette in his hand, not legal to do in the park, and has one hand sort of clutching his stomach tightly. And Reggie, as you pull in and your headlights stream across these three figures, you can see that this this figure, this this ranger definitely looks nervous the sweat glistens as your headlights stream over him how does melanie get there so i imagine i have like one of those like jeeps you know that just has like a fucking red light on the top yeah like for like rescue missions and shit that's what i'm driving cool i was really hoping poorly. you didn't poorly i'm not a good driver like are you like like you're um, crashing going the trees? line swerving i'm line definitely the river? speeding Probably i'm right definitely here. speeding are you going like 40 in the 30 in the park, or so, are you going like sixty? <laughs> are, are you like one of those drivers that thinks they're a great driver, but is just like god awful to be in the car with? Yes. Okay. Like, the brakes. Like, oh shit! Sorry, thought I, I thought yeah. I saw something. <laughs> like everybody flies. Yeah. It's like nobody else is on the road. You don't have to stay between the lines. Yeah, the whole <laughs> road's to drive yeah. on. The whole road is bike. my road. Yeah, I do that every night coming back from the bird. I, I actually do. That's so bad. In the park, I'm driving like right in the middle of the road going 60. Jesus. But when, when it's daylight, I'm like at the speed limit, like cruise control, like <laughs> hitting deer. Turning my turn signal on. Wait, I'm getting hit by deer. Thank you very much, Justin. Nice. Yeah, it's a oh, 1985 nice. Ford Econoline. That, yeah. that blue is just perfect. Yeah, love it. And it is it is a 1985. It's brand new. That's Mine's why not. you know that he could not afford this vehicle. Yeah. This is not Reggie's vehicle. This is his work car. Mm, yeah. You pull up. You all get out of your respective vehicles. You park. It is 3.02 a.m. On, on October 12th. Shit, we're late. We all die immediately. <laughs> 1985. I mentioned that only because I don't think it's been mentioned yet. That it is 1985. Yep. Welcome to Cade County. The fog, like two days ago, is dense, heavy, oppressive. It clouds your vision in every direction. Only the small flickering amber light above the doorway to the Tremont Research Institute, a very small um, sort of haven for tourists, you know, to buy souvenirs, but also for some of the local hydrologists and other scientists that work in the park is here. That's the only light that you're getting. And uh, then there's this gentleman who, as you start to coalesce into a smaller, you know, a, a group, approaches you, says, uh, hello, good morning or evening for you, kind of looks at Marcus. My name is Marvin Tam. 
I'm your handler. Here's the situation. And he unfurls this map of the park. It's only a half map, half map, the, the, the eastern side of the park. And he points up north on the Tallahassee state line, right where the National Forest is. Not really part of the park, but, um, you know, it is federal land. It's protected. And he points right at the, the like far western section of it, right on the border. He says there are 175 acres. It's private land. Belongs to a family called the Rosewells. About 36 hours ago, a hiker disappeared in the National Forest right on the border of the Rosewell land. And then six hours after that, one of, the, one of our rangers, uh, one of the rangers from the National Forest up there who was assigned to the National Forest, disappeared during a routine traffic stop at 3 a.m. What was his name? His name was Stan Stillwater. Stillwater? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Son of a bitch. If you do know him, I would uh, suggest you don't in- imply as much while we are in our, each other's company. I assume that many of you all know each other in some capacity. I'd like you to do your best to try and forget about that. Here's what needs to be done. Something's in this property. It's private property. Obviously, a little tough to get into. If we leave the hiker situation uh, too long... We're going to start getting rescue out there. We don't want that. We want you to be combing those woods. You're going to have to find whatever there is that's doing this and get rid of it forever. You've got about 30 hours starting now until rescue gets involved. After that, it's out of our hands, out of the program's hands. We cannot let that happen. Most entrances to the Rosewell property and the adjoining parts of the National Forest that butt up against it have been shut down, roadblocked by my command. Again, I can only do that for about 30 hours starting now. You also see Chuck. Actually, let me see if you do. Can you roll surveillance for me, please? Yeah, I sure can. I got a six in that. No, just Chuck. You got a six? Yeah, so I'm only rolling five. Beautiful, beautiful. Only rolling five, but I am a specialist. I can re-roll this one if I choose to, right? Yes, that's exactly what that means, specialized skill set. Yeah, I'm going to re-roll that. Yep. Well, what'd you get? You're looking for your highest he number. Got, he got My fails. highest was a fail. Oh, no. So I'm going to re-roll that. That's Off my his highest was a seven. And that's my one re-roll on surveillance for the operation. Well, I got to say, this was a good choice. Yeah. Come on. Believe it or not, I have a surveillance fan, but I have a one in surveillance. That's He's better. Not good at it. So my highest mm-hmm. is a 10. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a crit. Please take one control, oh. Officer Williams- Williamson. Um, and in addition to that, you notice that where the Rosewell property, this 175 acres that is problematic to the program, where it butts up against the national forest, there's just a little sliver of blue lake that kind of touches in to both the national forest and to the Rosewell property. Mm-hmm. So there's water access. All right. Martin says, it's over for me here. Here is your, here's your map. You can use this. And he also slides you a slip of paper on the same hood. And there's a phone number on it. Hmm. It's an 898 number. It's not in the area. He says, goodbye. Oh. Is it, could we ask him any questions? Is that how this game normally You goes? can. You can yeah. stop him and ask him what's going yeah, on. Yeah. yeah for, uh, before you make about your day, sir, um, how, uh, how uh, in the know are the Rosewells on this situation? From what I understand. Obviously, if it's on their property, they probably know a little bit about something what might have happened. Hmm. Uh, the property's quite old, generational hauler. Um, so nobody lives up there? I I don't think we have any information of who lives up there. We know it belongs to the Rosewell family, and, and we know that in the the 
early 50s there were a couple fam- a couple branches of that family living up in that holler but otherwise i don't think we've got much much intel to go on in that capacity all right we got any witnesses yeah and uh you can talk to them if you want to they're they're ricky jolly ricky jolly and sal clemens young couple from the valley hey man i've known some jollies and you guys know how to get to the valley it's right up the mountain from town's end or you can get there from the berg and it's a couple different ways there's also cove road which is kind of a cut between in the park where you're at you can get right into the valley from there where was the last place the hiker was seen uh the hiker was seen just on uh you want a trail name yeah let's see here. yeah like the m- most detail that we can get and i think that uh reggie would like point to the map and be like could you mark for me where the last place that the hiker was seen and where the incident with the ranger happened gotcha so he uh he marks right where the white right where blue lake interconnects with the forest and rosewell that same point that's the char- start of a trail okay and he says it's called ellison trail and it runs back along the lake through the forest okay he pulled in the parking lot did not come back so he says out loud like all right that's all we know along water we've got we've got no idea no idea who he is or, or what happened we know is a a male, probably about thirty years old, um, does not look like he was from around here. In terms of uh, in terms of Ricky Jolly and Sal Clemens, they got pulled over by Stillwater for going a little over speed limit here uh, a, 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 around the same area in the park. I suppose going home after a night of driving around and doing what lovers do. And uh, from what I understand, Ricky saw Ricky saw Ranger Stillwater be pulled into the woods by something. That's all mm. we know. And he's starting to look really nervous now. Um, as you guys are looking at the map, like once in a while, you'll shoot a look at him, and he's looking at one of you guys when he does when you when you look at him. He's just like staring into the side of people's heads. He says, "I think that's about all I can I can give you. Um, I'm gonna be on my way now." Kind of looking over your shoulders. Uh, okay. So, question again. I guess just how this works. I can't make any checks to be like, is this dude like he was obviously an agent and he's coming completely apart right now. Is that what you want to do? Absolutely. Okay, roll deduction. Well, this guy is an agent. You know that. You know that he's your handler. Can so he I is like also agent. roll deduction? Sure thing. Can I as well? Um, so how cooperating uh, works in this game is yes. we usually add one die for each person that's cooperating to Madeline's role, who's okay. making the role. So is that what you want to do? Or do you guys want to all roll together? I can do that. I am going to ask, what's yeah. your deduction? Chuck's not much of a deducer. It's he's kind my, of an action guy. It's one of my... My starred skills. Okay, cool. Mine too. <laughs> I have only one. <laughs> oh my god. We all have it, but you. Yep. Well. All right. I'll roll to help you then. Yeah. I rolled a six. What, right. So what does that mean? That's a miss for me. Well, we're looking for the highest number, mm-hmm. but they're helping by just rolling a single die. It's one them single. cooperating with you, basically. Uh, so I got a four. So yeah, we both failed to help you. We yes. both missed. I did still get a success with an eight. I barely scraped by. Yeah, you're good. You know that he's definitely nervous and he's ner- nervous about the topic at hand yeah. and he's freaked out. You know that he's a handler, so he's probably been on an operation or two before okay. kind of like helping you guys start one. He is shaken in a way that experience is not helping him with. He might be holding something back, but... If he is, good luck get it out of him. Yeah. He is an agent of the program. But he's definitely wigged out in a way where he like he shouldn't be, I guess. I'll ask him, you seen something like this before? No. Cool. Hmm. And I think for Melanie that, you know, she should know, like that means that's why he's scared. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I yeah, I All think right, that's, guess we're going hiking. I think that's it, right? Let's head towards <laughs> the yeah. 
We we want a carpool. I can drive. I'll get in your car. <laughs> that number I gave you is for requisitions. If you need to get a hold of me, go here. It gives you a, a, a small card, like a piece of paper, not actually a card. And it just says Pleasant Church and it says Upstairs Conference Room. Well, as far as uh, requisitions go, we probably need to hold off on making any requests until we uh, get a better idea of the situation. Now, being it's uh, sitting right there on the edge of uh, Blue Lake, I'm fairly familiar with that trail, but I never ventured too far into that side of the lake myself. No reckon I have either. What's your first move? You've got two hours and 20 minutes to do all this stuff. No, okay. I mean, right. in real life, not in yeah, yeah, <laughs> the game. Uh, Reggie does want to say like that. I've read about disappearances going back for a little bit that have to do in the park around water. Well, so I'm very curious to find out what this is. Well, given our current situation and uh, the band that I'm discussing with this with the three of you and not uh, back at the office normally, I would just assume this is some damn tourist getting on the wrong side of the county. He don't need to be out and getting himself drunk and lost and falling in some hole somewhere. But, well, I think we probably need to take a little bit more serious. Um, all right. And he spits. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a big old jaw dip in his mouth. Oh, oh I hate him. He's <laughs> uh, uh, all right. He go like goes over. I'm assuming he rode up with you, right? Yeah, that's the assumption. Yeah, so he goes like to car and gets in the back, starts looking through like a, a small bag and mm-hmm. checking his equipment and so on and so forth. And he's already okay, got his beat up. Yeah, van. that's right. That's right. That's right. Is a van? Mm-hmm. There we go. All right, got two vans. Totally not suspicious. One like beat the shit out of the van, like One obviously mudding you. out, and <laughs> like a surveillance van yeah. from the. Come on, y'all, get mine. It was too pretty to kind of get out there. Yeah. Now, listen, I can take my rescue squad van thing. Jeep. It's a Jeep, right? That's yeah, that drive, is what you right? said. You right. said Jeep, yeah. <laughs> Who's they? Uh, Search and rescue workers? Yeah. Oh. Actual people who do this. Yeah. Oh. Uh, normally a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but bottom line, my Jeep would be less conspicuous. Well, but I've seen how you drive, and I do not like it. So you're telling me you'd rather take that van or that van? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick note from your overseer. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm called. <laughs> what? I said horrible. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> egotistical, you know. Well, um, well I got to lift up the, the homies that are going to be running this game, you know. Quick note, remember that your mission prerogative you're supposed to destroy whatever's in here right. during this stuff, not rescue the hiker. Right. Yeah, the, I mean, you the can't. The hiker go is locate the body, figure yeah. out what it looks like, and then go from there. Yeah. Yep. That's, I mean, that's what Reggie's assuming is that this is, we are killing, trying yeah. to find this body so we can examine. And then, like, figure <laughs> figure out how to kill, like, how big of a creature and what we're walking into before we just, like, straight up walk into it. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, so yeah, I say we let the driver drive. Yep. And all right, he gets uh, gets <laughs> up in the front seat. I'm Can sure you guys remind are. me of your character's name? I know you're Reggie. It was Maisie, Melanie, Melanie, and Marcus, 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 Melanie, and Reggie. Okay, yeah, he probably gets like up in the uh, the passenger seat of your vehicle, and he's got his Armalite rifle. <laughs> oh my god! Right, Hell checks yeah. it, makes sure he's got a full thing of ammunition. He, Jams it down right next to him in the in the seat. He's like, "All right, let's go." I'm you so got any sick. more of them, Chuck? Not for you, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not for the hands of civilians. 
I'm well. I'm well versed. I'll tell you. No, see, you every what. one of these, every one of these uh, uh, weapons I carry, uh, they are traceable back to me, and I would I, not put them in the hands of somebody I could see making a mistake and it coming back on me. So I will be holding my weapons for me. Thank you, sir. Oh, all right. Spoken like a true officer of law. <laughs> He's very good at his job. He's mm. <laughs> all right. He's all right. Okay, I would so, imagine, honestly, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. The, the back seat doesn't, there's no like, it's empty. There's a couple of, couple of milk crates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are no back seats. No. Wow, if you're all uh, roomy back here. Yeah, it'll move a lot of things Lay around. Out. No. Just <laughs> going up, going up this mountain road, just gravel and just like, boom, 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 boom. In any carpet or anything, I'm just like straight and faced to metal. Just like at least one rust hole in the floor. Holy shit. So yeah, this would be a good time to do um, requisitions if you want it, or to if you want to use your resources for doing things like research. We can do that before you guys even make contact with the site, or we can go into the site, go back and do that stuff in a bit, and then go back in. Totally your call. But I'm just saying this is a good time to do that stuff if that's how you want to play. Well, can we go ahead and roll on uh, requisitions, and then like later on be like, hey, can we get this out of the requisition requisition package? Yeah, like you want to like um, just like because we roll collectively for requisitions, right? Or is it just one person will be making the roll? Okay, because it's uh, contact with the program. I have a five in bureaucracy. Yeah, that that should be you for sure. Okay. Yep. I'm not specialized in it, but I do have a five. How are you calling them? I would imagine um, Reggie over here probably has a radio, right? Mm-hmm. So he could probably just like before we leave even leave the uh, the lot for the the Tremont Institute whatever I forgot what you called it. Um, <laughs> yeah. He just like changes the channel on it and like makes a call and he's like, hey, can I have uh, you know make it a like yeah? I think like to that. discuss um, have it dropped off at this particular location on Blue Lake or something where we can just access it pretty easy. There's probably if I had to hazard a guess, there is a frequency I would say. Yeah. That is being currently used by our handler and only him. I love that. Right? Yeah. I mean, that so, makes sense. Yeah. And it's like a non-civilian frequency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he actually hands you a paper with that because that's cool. Okay. Yeah. You pull over that channel. You just hear static. And uh, but in the static here and there, you hear Mad Tom. Mad Tom. Once in a while. Probably once every six or seven minutes. Um, let's get that requisition roll. I'm excited. So the way, uh, the way it works is you roll bureaucracy and every hit, uh, counts towards a pool and you have that pool to select from a package, right? You don't choose things out of the package. You don't pick and choose between different packages. You, based on how successful you are, you get to choose things, choose packages. So let's, hopefully I get at least a three. So we'll have options of everything. I am rolling five. But I have to roll better than an eight on at least three. Yeah, which is one. All right. Well, There's I got ten. one ten. That's yeah. a crit. Um, it doesn't specifically say anything about a crit, though. All right. So uh, my top dice was a uh, a ten, which is a crit. Yeah. And you said that um, yeah. crits uh, they uh, they count as two. Yes. Okay. Crits well, count that, as two for requisition. That's handy because I only rolled one success, but it was a ten, so we get a two. Ooh. Now. Um, I have a list of uh, packages here in front of me. The lot, they all kind of look good. And we can go ahead and like just jump on this now if you guys want to. Absolutely. I think that we should. Do you guys want to be like, so we're out in the middle of the woods, right? Yeah. yeah. We're on like the far side of, the, of, a, of a park and then mm-hmm. on the opposite far side of a lake, right? 
that only has like trail access or water access? Do we want to be loud or do we want to be quiet? I we're mean, just we're just getting out there to kill shit, right? That's me, the assumption. To me, it feels like this would be one of the opportunities where we could be loud, but there is always the chance that we're going to need to sneak up on this thing and we need to be quiet. But then at that point, we're already, you know, things are happening. I think it could be loud. Uh, I'll also say for certain uh, that old Chuck is not stealthy at all. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I can be, but I don't have to be. Yeah, he's he's. I'm also generally not a fighter, so this is going to be fun. <laughs> oh, good. Mm-hmm. So with the two, we can get okay. If you're thinking quiet, we could do with a quiet package, which involves a couple of service pistols and silencers. You get night vision goggles, okay. some body armor. Right. I don't think that we're going to be needing a lockpick. Well, we really don't need a patrol car either because we have like three vehicles. Yeah. The team. Now, the loud package includes a riot van, uh-huh. right? Includes, you know, body armor, two grenades, and three submachine guns. Damn. Right? Yeah. Damn. And, of course, it has wired radios, but you both already have wired yeah, radios. Yeah, we both got bait. Yeah. Yeah. So the only reason that I'm concerned about being loud is that we are trying to not broadcast that something's happening. Right. Yeah. And that, like, the agency has gotten involved the program has gotten involved we're trying to not broadcast that looking at the map he gave us where the people have disappeared are yeah. there any campsites within you know the only campsite is on the shores of blue lake and it's at the okay. end of ellison trail like in the national forest pretty deep it's far away from the property probably about 12 miles away from the property from the rosewell property mm. okay and then where this ranger was pulled off the road is that a popular road? Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> it's like a back road used by locals to get home from factory jobs, stuff like that. It's not. It's very sparse. Probably a logging road, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Used to be an old logging road. That's exactly right. I'm picturing Little River in my head. Very much so. Yeah. So just thinking about what's in the packages. If this is a monster, I would love to throw a grenade in a monster's mm-hmm. mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Personally. Very 80s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, let's go with, I'm, let's be loud. Yep. If we're game for that. Let's do it. Well, yeah. if, if. We'll deal with the repercussions later. If, uh, if, we'll probably be dead anyway. if things going boom uh, sounds cool, uh, the ground package includes two demolition explosives. So we could potentially lure it into a trap with some demolition explosives. And demolitions is one of my special. Well, I would say grenades fall into that too, right? (laughs) It's all you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so loud package. We're thinking loud package. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody in agreement. I think so. Okay. So we're taking that loud package. Okay. Over the. So I imagine it's like, yeah, can we get, uh, let's get a loud package. Just leave everything in that van. Right there on that road, and we'll uh, pick it up. Nice. Okay. That's fun. The yeah. parking area. Mm-hmm. The parking area where the hiker's car yeah. is abandoned. Just leave it there. Yeah. yeah. We can check that car out and get there, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. I want to see his tag. <laughs> Great. Okay. So where to? Do uh, we want to go to where the hiker went first? So it is 3 a.m. Well, the hiker went missing, but the... I keep interrupting you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's Okay. Uh, but I was thinking, like, if we go look at the hiker, the hiker went missing, uh-huh. right? But the um, – Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, – uh, 
was it Ranger? Yeah, uh-huh. it was the Ranger. Stillwater. It's still, yeah, Ranger Stillwater. Um, he, we know where he was encountered, and like there was a witness to him being drug off. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like we would be able to immediately find evidence there a little bit quicker than we would with a hiker, where we don't know where they are. And we're gonna have to. Or was the hiker found? The hiker was not found. Okay, we're gonna have to hike in. Yeah. So, but just thinking, time of day, yeah. light we have, who's around. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing I do want to point out is, uh, like, we are not expected to save this hiker, but if the people. hiker was wounded in such a way that would enlighten people to the existence of something beyond, the program may want us to dispose of the body. My bottom of Blue, Blue Lake, man. Yep. Just, uh, I think the program would prefer that hiker not be found. I think is what was between the lines and the discussion about the hiker. Do you guys remember your prime directives as agents of the program? No. Well, let me tell you about them. Save lives whenever possible. Minimize exposure to the weird. Never reveal the existence of the program. Just letting you know. Yep. The only thing I'm thinking is this road where this couple saw the ranger get yoinked. Mm -hmm. That is more in direct contact with civilians rather than the hike Mm -hmm. because that's more out there. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I'm thinking just like area where we see people, we're more likely to see people. Let's hit that now because it's early and there's only going to be like one or two cars like us getting off of our jobs Mm -hmm. in our party world. Mm -hmm. So could we do that first? Did that, which one happened first? The hiker the missing hiker? happened first. It happened about 12 hours before the incident with the ranger's traffic stop. And they happened extremely close together, too, right? Yeah. Like, like Within so one day. Yeah. Blue Lake, I think Reggie would say, like, in this planning, in character, I'm going to say, like, I think he would point the map and he'd say, Lake's our focal point for sure. That's, that's like I said, there are stories related to water and disappearances going back for a while. So the lake is the focal point, right? <laughs> he looks at Chuck at the lake cop. Um, Chuck's not making any eye contact. Just talking about like lake legends and so on and so forth. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, then my vote would be let's check out where that ranger got hit first. Let's check the out the more recent, more fresh, the more recent we can site. See if yep. there's anything there, then go to the hiker. Okay, and you guys are all driving in Marcus's Marcus. van. Yeah, I'm imagining just like the sound of like bad shocks. <laughs> Holy shit. Takes you about an hour and ten in complete darkness. There is no moon tonight, only the fog. Of course, course there's not. Black and oppressive. Uh, Marcus's headlights form a wide halo, and you can see out the the front windshield that sort of ring of green where the light's touching it, and that line of crumbling concrete that cuts through it all the way up, up north, northeast here from the park and into the national forest. You find the spot, pull over at the very same spot you would imagine um, Ricky Jolly and Sal Clemens pulled over, and you get out. The night is still. No noise. Hmm. So. Well, uh, hop out of the van and pull out my flashlight out of my bag. Thank God, because I don't have one. Uh, same. Oh, I've got a flashlight. I don't have one. Mm-hmm. All right, Chuck, what are you doing with that flashlight? Uh, he's just going to look at, uh, based on the brief description, try and look around and see where a vehicle would have sat for a minute until it was towed off and so on and so forth. Where the car was and where that happened, yeah. like starting off. The, the vehicle would have probably been towed off as opposed yeah. to like driven off. Yeah. Right. So he's looking for that, trying to figure out where it was and like those kind of tracks. You're able to locate that 
pretty fast. No okay. roll required. Your flashlight beam skims over it, and you see the the little marks of shadow where the tire treads were, where it's pulled up and then disappear onto the bed of some tow truck. Uh, you can also see there's a small little oil spot where Sal's car had stopped, like just to the left of yours, basically. Mm. There's also a pretty obvious depression in the rhododendron, like right across the street, a little ways down, probably about 50 feet down the road. Mm. That's exactly what I was going to look for is I was going to say Reggie's walking the tree line looking for sign of something being dragged back into like mm-hmm. looking for broken branches and okay I'll, so you're right there i'll walk with you since i have a flashlight and you go yep <laughs> yeah, flashlight. Uh, so do we find that like where that 50 feet down yes and he yeah. holds up his camera and Thank takes you. a picture of it and the it's a Polaroid stated, so it... Oh, man, I love photographer characters in this shit. I yep. love it. I'm so happy. This this whole cell is like my dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> it's so solid. Okay. Can you find anything, Chuck? I uh, found where the cars are. Well, where? Finding any clues? Any monsters or ghouls? <sighs> I don't know, man. Uh, let me uh, let me see if I can't figure out... Because it was uh, it was described to us that he was drug off down into the rhododendron, right, mm-hmm. or down into the wood line. Yeah. Do I see like anything in that area beyond just like telltale marks of like something being drugged? Do I see anything? Yeah. Uh, Air. Why don't you roll surveillance? Yeah. Marcus, are you with them at this point? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with Chuck. Yeah. If you guys all three want to throw in a die on his yeah, roll, we'll throw in on that because I feel I like. Think- Everybody's kind of culminated at this spot where this depression yeah. is, and they're looking at it. So I failed. Failed. Well, I got failed. a nine. Nice. Nice. Yep. Thank God. Chuck bringing it home. I got a one, and on my assist roll, five. But no crit, right, Chuck? No, no crit. My Just a nine. Nine was my highest. Ball. Before I forget, Chuck, please add, please gain one control for you crit on the requ- your requisition roll. Okay, yeah. Hell yeah. So Chuck you should have in control. Yeah. So you find this depression. The first thing you notice, I think, is from where the car, where the ranger's car would have been stationary on this traffic stop between it and the depression. There's this sort of trailing, smooth, like serpentine trail. It's probably about five feet in, in width, and it looks like blood. That's been like really, really watered down, almost to like a pinkish colored. Mm-hmm. There's very little of it there, but it does trail off and then it stops at the depression. And the depression kind of goes up and then down like there's a hump, like it's like it's went over something, which you see is just a, a rock. It goes off into the forest and it begins to dwindle pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Unless you're out there like on it tracking it, you can't really tell which direction it goes. All right. Like finding that, that kind of stuff. Like, well, I think I found something. Um, and he like I th- probably pulls out his gloves, hmm. right? Puts his yeah, gloves on, smart. uh, and then like reaches down to try and get a feel of some of this like liquid, right? And see if it's like sticky or you know, or if it's just like very liquidy or what, or okay. if it just appears like very watered down. Mm-hmm. Okay, roll forensics for me, please. I'm not good at that one. Mm, sorry, that's fun. <laughs> I've got two. Should have hand a narrative. I've got torch. one. Yeah. Oh, we're now in the dark. Uh, so, well, I got. Uh, a nine and a one. So is that like, a, what, is that a success? That's a success. Okay. You're looking for the highest number. Okay. Tell me basically. I didn't, I just didn't know if a one was a crit fail or anything. No, sir. Okay. There is a grittiness to it and to the, to the liquid. Mm-hmm. And you think it's asphalt at first, but then you also sort of feel these like little tiny, they almost feel like little tiny marbles kind of open your hand and see there's like these little spheres, very tiny. 
like grains of sand, but they're very spherical yeah. of this sort of like weird pink bubble. It's like very small bobas. Very small bobas. And you feel one of them like pop under the pressure of your your fingers. Does this feel like roe? Um, Fish eggs? No, okay. but it definitely does feel like something really fucking disturbing. Um, okay. In the sense that you've never seen or encountered such a substance. So I'm going to have to ask you to keep it together. Okay. You'll roll your control, please. So you have two. You don't lose your control when you keep it together. You just straight up roll it. All right. Sure. So if you have no control. You roll 1d10. Yeah, you just, yeah, just roll. Hey, it's a nine and a five. Hell yeah. Yeah, no big deal. It's <sighs> uh, easy to rationalize away. It's strange, but there's a lot of things that are strange in the park. Yeah, I this don't, I don't a... know what this is. It's not right, but I mean, I... anyways, uh, did you guys find anything? <laughs> you know how whenever you've walked on the path that a bear has been on or a possum, it kind of stinks? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does yeah. it stink? Looking for that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to roll surveillance on that, mainly because of the fog. Uh, it would be lingering. Thank God, I got uh, two successes. I don't know. If that's hey, successful. that's great. Um, you pick up on two scents. One is old hearth fire, like stagnant somewhere around here. And that's pretty normal. There's still a lot of communities that live not even on the edge of the park, but some that live somewhat in two different parts of the park and, and, and cl- close enough into the national forest to be considered on it. The other is sort of a weird chemical smell. Not like car chemical, like not like cleaning chemical, like something industrial you can't quite identify. It is, it is like harsh. This is like harsh undertone. It smells like almost like motor oil, but it's, it's very astringent and strange. Turpentine. Could be turpentine. Either way, you do smell that. And it is very weird for this part of the park. So I'm going to also ask you to roll to keep it together. Please roll 1d10. Thank you. Lovely. I'm so excited about your failure. Um, so you didn't have a panic attack. <laughs> oh, no. Shit smells, buddy. This is merely yeah. a trace or a clue to something weird. So you just get 1d6. You're just descending 1d6. You're descending 1d6. Oh, I thought it was like. Descend by one point and put your descent at 99. Thank you. So I just like, it's my normal baseline. Your uh, your breath caught for a second. Yeah, slightly unsettled. Slightly unsettled. Um, is there any of this like this this substance that's one not in like that leaves, not in grass? Is, it, is there any on the road? Oh yeah, it's it's a trail. It's a loose trail, and it's you know got a lot of gaps. But there's a trail of this stuff here that leaves into the into the forest. Okay, Reggie walks over to the stuff that's on the road. And he reaches in his pocket. He pulls out a pack of Bronco cigarettes. And just takes some of it, stuffs it in the end of the cigarette, and smokes it. <laughs> he lights the cigarette, even though this is illegal in the park. Who fucking cares? And now I'm going to see if this substance will light. He tries to light a little patch of it that's like by itself. See if it's flammable. Wow, that's an awful bold thing to do in the middle of the night in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. Put it there and just kind of sizzles okay it's definitely reacts to it weird it looks like it's shooting out like air bubbles but it's not catching a flame what are you doing marcus haven't heard for you in a bit satisfied my curiosity your turn watching (laughs) seeing what everyone's picking up on i had to go stomping a little bit into the tray a little bit oh you're going into the are you going into where the depression is Mm -hmm. okay you've got light right uh if someone comes with me yeah, I think I think Chuck probably like see you like heading in that direction and probably follow along behind you. Yeah, a flashlight trying to keep it 
to where okay. you can both see your feet in front of you. Buddy system with the flashlights, I think. Yeah. Were you trying to bait out a keep it together role for me? Not really. I really <laughs> wanted to know if it was flammable. Well, yeah. I mean, you guys definitely learned something big there, which is that whatever this is, it's not flammable. And that I think is pretty useful. Actually. It's not flammable. It is obviously organic. It has, stinky. it's stinky, <laughs> not natural, but organic. Mm. That's my takeaway right now is that whatever this is doesn't belong here, mm. but it is organic. Yeah. Marcus will just go stomping into the trail bit. Marcus leading the way here over this sort of depression and into this section of the forest. There are definitely, there's no trail here. It's just following this like depression, which mm. seems to get thinner as you go. And it is moving in like a sort of serpentine path. Mm. And you said, Chuck, you're coming along with Marcus. Yeah, to give follow, light? yeah I'm, I'm right there with him. Cool. Marcus. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. like, I figured that they are entering this path as you're seeing if this thing lights on fire and I'm making sure that you're not starting a fire. Yep. And then we'd probably follow them. Okay. Yep. So Marcus in front, you got two flashlights between the four of you mm. here in the Mad Tom cell. Reggie and Melanie, you're in the back. Chuck and Marcus are up front. Uh, Marcus, as you're moving through and trying to follow this trail, I'm going to ask you to roll surveillance. And Chuck, I'm going to actually ask you to roll survival because this is reading the movement of another person in the wild. Okay. And that's basically the same skill. That's right. what you're good at though, right? Survival is like one of my higher ones, yeah. Yeah. And could I try to lean on research and occult knowledge, kind of figure out if there's anything What's your what's your play? Like, are you just trying to see if this re- recollects anything for you? Recollects anything? Yeah, like the 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 what he's thinking of as blood, right? Yeah. Even though he knows it's not what he associates as normal blood. Yeah. The blood, the fact that it is around water, and I've already established because like this is a real life thing. Park disappearances around water is a real life thing. Yeah. It yeah. Is. And I'm incorporating it. So around water, I know David Pauletz has not written the book yet in 1985, but. So <laughs> I'm missing 411. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll cool. Marcus, what'd you get? Currently, I have a failure. However, this mm-hmm. is one of uh, one of my good skills. Okay. <laughs> do you want to spend your re-roll on this? I 100% do. Okay. Chuck, what'd you get? I succeeded. I got an eight. Nice. Okay. Just barely a success, but it's a success. Nah. Fun? Not for me. Reggie can't remember enough. This shit's weird. It might not even be that Reggie can't remember it, but there might not be anything about it. Might yeah. be the first case of it that everybody knows about. It's close yeah. to stories he's heard, but something's off. So for Chuck, on your end, um, that success is going to allow Mad Tom Cell, you guys, to follow this trail. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, that'd be problematic and really follow this simple depression. But uh, because because you're able to read these sorts of things, you are able to follow this this trail pretty accurately. We're going to see if you see anything on that trail, though, with Marcus. Marcus? Reroll surveillance. There is a hit. Nice. One, no crit? No crit. You guys need some control fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the dice. Marcus, you see a shape. Like, on the rim of Chuck's flashlight ring, you see a, sh- a shape uh, probably about a mile in. Assuming you guys want to go that far. Mm-hmm. I said stomping. Okay, guys are going down this trail. So about a mile in, you see this shape and the ring of Chuck's flashlight, like right on the edge of right on the edge of everybody's vision. And it is it looks like a it looks like a mountain or it looks like a model of a mountain. It looks like something to your right is just like it's probably about nine feet tall. And it's just like a jagged pile with like a smooth top to it. Uh, And obviously that's 
pretty disturbing and strange to see in the woods. I'd imagine at 4 a.m. it's pretty alarming. So I'm going to have to ask you to roll to keep it together. Thank you. We'll give it a shot. <laughs> Crit. Oh, my hey, goodness. Need that. Okay, we'll take one control. And uh, do not descend. Good for you, Marcus. We'll see how long that lasts. What's going on in Melanie's head? What? So there's a pile of stuff? Yeah, we're going to take a closer look at it okay. as soon as I find out what's going on with Melanie. Reggie's well, is talking under his breath about, like, I've, you know, there's stories about by the water. But <laughs> I I've, I've seen them, but I don't think this is it. I think it's a different thing. Respectfully. No. <laughs> Respectfully. You're cry- trying to be quiet in the woods. And heaven knows what's going on in here. And you over here mumbling like now, a scared schoolboy. If we're being quiet, then why did we order fucking grenades? <laughs> we're right now, but best when, when we find it, we will not be Blow quiet. Oh, hell. Got it. <laughs> um, actually, so because I am training to be a botanist. Sorry, there's like something in my eye. It's your finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to roll to keep it together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a fail. Um, So because I do have um, science is like my ding, ding, ding. That's one of my big skills. Mm -hmm. Um, Just thinking about, I mean, the Smokies have an insane amount of plant life. It is a rainforest. Yeah. Um, Just knowing the animals that go with a rainforest and the plant life that goes, you know, with a rainforest, this the the beads that we saw in the not blood, um, did it seem like, you know how pollen clusters, did it seem sort of more plant than fish eggs? Did it animal. seem like, yeah, did it seem more mm-hmm. like this is akin to a type of plant life rather than a fish or a bird? Well, science or forensics, your call. I one in forensics, so this is science. I got a crit success. Wow. Hey, please take control. control. Yeah. Time to catch yeah. up, Patrick. I need to have shit to do. <laughs> um, with a crit. These are these are plant for sure. In fact, they are they pretty much ex- they pretty much exactly fit the profile of like a lot of different types of mold that is found. That's awful. Um inside Ooh. in the smokies. But it's almost like it's been blown up. Like on scale, like when you saw Chuck rolling in his fingers and that like popping, the fact that like fell down, those particulates are supposed to be much smaller, much finer, but it's, it's like it's expanded or it's like, it's like somebody grew it larger or or that it's like an oversized version of itself, which is not really scientifically possible. So I'm going to have to ask you to keep it together. Thank you. Damn botanist and their experiments. Oh, I got a success again, like a crit success. I got a 10. Are you serious? Yeah. Take another control. Marcus and Reggie will be dying soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, take another point of control. Do not descend. Very okay. cool. Okay. I knew it'd be cool to be a botanist. Yeah, especially in this setting. Mm-hmm. This is great. Let's take a look at this pile. Do you want to go in and check it out, Marcus? Or are you even pointing it out? That shit look weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, uh, you, you do that. Officer uh, Williamson points his flashlight at the yeah, uh, the weird thing. You see, it looks like it looks like greenery at first because of all of the the moss that has grown over it in big chunks. But you start picking out in the dark. These are objects. There's a fender of a car, a chair with one leg. There's what looks like like part of a train set that's been tied together with rope. It's weaving in it. It's a giant pile of objects. It's trash. Not always. It looks like a, just kind of like a 
dump spot no. that people would be just like, no, yeah, I think it that's mine and your first thought. Right? Yeah, it's like everybody dumps their garbage down in the fucking in the holler off the side yeah. of the road. Yeah, I think it, I think maybe that might be his first thought. But as he starts trailing his light around, seeing that there's other piles of these off in the distance, these items all piled up in almost the same exact configuration. He realizes that he is in a forest of these things. That thought quickly fades, and newer, darker thoughts bubble to the surface. I'm going to have to ask you to hmm. keep it together. Okay. Yes, sir, officer. All right. So, oh, fuck. You're the one asking questions. You're the one thinking over no, here. No. <laughs> Marcus that I uh, am. already took his, his hit for it. Ooh, yeah, that thought crosses his head. At first, it's like, is this just another garbage pile? And he'll realize, no, it's not, and I failed. Something strange is definitely happening. This is, again, a clue or trace. So I'm going to give you uh, three points of descent. Ooh, so 97. You have descended by three points. feeling the descent? You are more than welcome to role play it out. But there are certain thresholds that yeah. you will reach that will trigger certain sort of, a, uh, sort of descent events for you guys that could have any other, any sort of range of effects. We'll find out when we get there. You are, will. I believe your first, if this is specifically what you're asking, your first threshold. It's 85, isn't it? I believe it's 85. I'm checking. Yeah, it's 85. So not very far down. <laughs> not very far down. And because we are doing a one shot. We'll He's going to be, we're going to be going down that. Bam! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it happens pretty fast in the game by itself, but yeah. um, I'm also going to apply those effects to you immediately. Immediately. No. This is a, though they don't, do not know it yet, this is going to be a night of extreme terror for these poor, poor souls. Further in? Uh, actually, just looking at these piles, are there, um, are there objects that, like, do they correlate by color or, like, are all of them plastic or all of them glass? Is there any type of correlation between the items chosen in the piles? There is no sort of rhyme or reason to these piles. Why don't you roll forensics for me, though? Yikes. Uh, that's a fail. Failure. Doesn't seem to be any sort of rhyme or reason. It's, a lot of it is not garbage. A lot of it is covered in grime and forest debris. But a lot of this stuff has been taken from the world outside and placed here in piles pretty deliberately. Does it look like they are fused or just placed here and kept together with moss and vine? That's a disturbing thought. Why don't you go ahead and, why don't you go ahead and roll forensics? Wow. We'll find out. (laughs) Let's fail. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't really tell. And I think that that's a pretty disturbing question idea. And I think it's even more disturbing that you can't really make rhyme or reason from this mishmash of stuff. So I'm going to have to ask you to roll it. Keep it together. So you've got, okay, then kind of got two at least. Two hits. That's fantastic. Congratulations on your not ascent or descent. What's the play? You guys can, of course, I'll remind you, can always back out and check out the hiker spot. Well, well. I don't, I don't think we ought to linger here too too much. I agree. Uh, we still have to go get the van that we uh, put in the request for because mm. it All is, right. it is just sitting at a, a hiking parking lot and uh, has grenades in it and submachine guns. I believe they got at least one of them Mac tens, if not a newsy or two. <laughs> so uh, we probably need to go make sure nobody starts snooping around that van. And uh, I feel like we got a lot of good. Until here, and I'm <laughs> confused. Look on your face. <laughs> just about, uh, you know, maybe we ought to go try and see if we can't find the lead on this hiker. Yeah, you're right. We're gonna have to hike a long way too. Well, and it's, and it's already pretty dark. Gotta save our boots, you know. Much as I agree with y'all, uh, what do we do about this field? 
Uh, well, tell me what I you want to do, Marcus. I have no idea what to ha- you, I can't make heads or tail of this bullshit. <laughs> well, you know the protocol. No. None, no one else can see this. I mean, what, what, we uh, we going to disassemble back. it? Kick them over? Shit. I mean, I, crowbar. I, <laughs> I try. Well, something put them here for a reason. Yeah, hell. All right. And, <laughs> and I think, I think, um, Old late cop Chuck goes over to like the nearest piles and just like tries to kick one over. Oh, it's sturdy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just kicking at the corners of it. He's just trying to like scatter something. Okay, roll close quarters. Yeah, I could do that. If you guys want to do this, it'll probably take you about two hours of yeah. intense yeah. labor. Yeah, I think he's just doing that out of frustration because he's ready to go. Yeah. You know, like he don't like what he's seeing. And that is a crit. Nice. Take control. So he probably just like, there's like, like some like toy baby doll or something like that. And like he kicks it and it just punts off and hits a tree and goes, mama. Yeah. Right. And it's like this, I fucking hate this. Well, let me ask you, was your intent to tear this particular pile down? Because I'm talking an Appalachian accent yeah. for the whole game. <laughs> because if it was, then um, a crit will do that. Yeah. I mean, maybe he just hit the, uh, the keystone, which happened to be this baby doll. <laughs> Is that uh, what you want to do, Justin? Yeah, I mean, if if you want to have a collapse after that, that's absolutely fun. But I got a crit, so so whatever you want to do, completely up to you. Yeah, sure, have a collapse. That's I that, took a picture. It was of unintended. <laughs> like he was, yeah, just trying to kick at the corner of it, and like he's like, we ain't got time. It's, it's like it's absurd to try and figure this out at this moment. It is in the middle of the damn night. Like he's frustrated, and you know, he's real spooked out. Well, not okay. terribly spooked out, but he's a little spooked out. So it was more of a motion of frustration than like, um, like cons- not much concerted effort. Mm-hmm. Reggie, so. you said you were here taking a picture of this pile as this was happening. Yeah, I would say just the first one that we walked up on, like right before this went down. I think he takes a picture of it as he's doing his thing. He's waving the picture, okay, and like looking at it because. Flash, you could see it better in still. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You've got a picture of this particular pile. Looks to be sort of like capped by this like weird looking bell shaped object. It's it looks like it's a, a stolen church bell. Nice. Um and as Chuck does this kick of, of fury and I assume uneasiness, a disgust, a sort of reaction to all this stuff, saying mm-hmm. he wants to get the hell out of here, comes toppling down. And in the fade of the flash and the glow of the flashlights as you're having this Polaroid develop in your hand standing there and Chuck kind of turns away from his kick and, and walks away. This pile sort of disintegrates into a small slope onto one side. And as it does, you can see that the items, the objects, they are sort of flat on the ground, like right underneath the slope. And you can see that there's like a ring around where the items are flat and you realize that there is a hole here where the moss just stops the forest floor stops and just goes straight down and it's filled with these objects it's impossible to tell how deep it is as it's filled with these objects but um perfectly spherical hole in the middle of the national park is a strange sight to behold (laughs) so i'm gonna have to ask you to roll to keep it together and there's a bunch of them yeah yeah like we are in a forest of these mounds yeah and that's i roll 1d10 right Yes, sir. One. Oh, that's nasty. Um, this is definitely more than a clue or a trace. Yeah, I was gonna say I found something. So, Reggie, I'm gonna hit you with two d six. Okay. It's tough. 
descend by seven points. Uh, Ooh. 93. Things are starting to unravel a bit he for Reggie. visibly shivers. How far across are these holes? Let's uh, give me a circumference, please. Oh, are you aware of them? You want to go take a look at them? Of course I do. Why, why would I not? Why would I not? Yeah. Shows you the picture. Yeah. Oh, I imagine like him kicking that pile probably had everybody like notice, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Marcus, are you coming over here too? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Everyone's here. Everybody That's keep great. it together. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask everyone to keep it together. Not me though, right? Because I already rolled one. Correct, Amundo. You've just well. exposed them to the weird. Yep. <laughs> I have succeeded. I succeeded as well. I have failed. Oh, it sucks. Dude. You're going to descend by 2d6 points. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm getting really excited. Yeah, Sorry. I'm ready to wake up stink. <gasps> All right. So seeing these holes that may or may not have been dug by a human being, I'm uh, thinking mm-hmm. that we should go check out the hiker. Am I getting nods of approval from yeah. everyone? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm yeah. thinking we're beginning our mile hike back. We need to go arm up. No. <laughs> it sounds like you're running. It sounds sure. like you're running in fear and terror. It sounds like we're casually walking back. It's it's more of a quick march. Yeah. Quick march. Tactical wow. retreat. Yeah. <laughs> tactical retreat. Exactly. That could be the name of all of our D&D parties, all yeah. of our tabletop parties, just like the tactical retreat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's that is just us. our brand is tactical retreat. Zach, you've commented on it that we very rarely engage unless we know we have the upper hand. Yeah. Well, I'm, I love also, that I'm also thinking like. If there's just a lot of this, either we are going to find a creature here. And we're unprepared. And we're unprepared. Mm-hmm. Or we yeah. are going to spend more time looking for something when there could potentially be a live human being. And we're just going to keep taking descent hits while yeah. we poke around here. Yeah. Well, Minimize exposure to the weird. Let's get out of here. Yeah. All right, you guys start moving back. And see, that's why I'm so excited about this game. I don't know why I'm motioning like Donald Trump right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm so excited about this game is – uh. In this game, you guys will never have the upper hand. <laughs> You're doomed from the start. That's why you made this. You got sick of us. Uh, yeah, winning. This he made this to kill us. Punishment. Yeah. Perfect. Start making your way back. You get out to that same spot. Who is leading the hike back? I assume Melanie, right? Because you have a flashlight and you said you want to you lead the hike back. Yeah. Okay. Can you please roll surveillance for me? As I would be walking alongside. Okay. Why don't you also roll a separate surveillance for okay. me? Yeah, I'm As you guys are taking up the back. Cool. As you guys are kind of breaching the forest back onto the street. Crit. Nice. Take control. I got two crits. Oh, well, you only get one control, unfortunately, from that. No, that's totally fine. I'll take it. Still, that's two controls. So, <laughs> so Reggie and Melanie are out first. Melanie's got the light. Got a, you got a mag light? Um, I actually, so like... I imagine that maybe you have a maglock. Oh, yeah. I don't want to speak for It's you. like a comically large. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if he dropped it off a boat, it would just sink to the bottom like in a heartbeat. But then continue working for the next 20 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until the batteries ran out anyway. Yeah. I imagine that. So my dad used to have this huge flashlight. I mean, took like 
Sit seven to eight are those big fucking batteries. Yeah, the big the big C batteries or D like, batteries. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like this big. You could knock somebody out with it. Was it was it long or was it like a square? It was like it was like a square. It was compact as fuck. My great grandmother had one of it. these. Had yeah. a handle on the top and yep. it had like yep. a refracted lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's what I'm imagining I'm using. Oh, so like almost like a lunchbox. Yes. That you're just holding is, in front of you. It acts also as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's very like honestly the way I just held my hand up. I said lunchbox, but like it's a lantern. Yeah, yeah. you're holding like it up a, like a, a lantern, right? Yeah, lantern. Yes, no. that's a very Melanie thing. It's a battery operated torch. It is. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the two of you breach the uh, tree line first and kind of step back onto the, the crumbling concrete in the spot. You can see your vans off there to the left hand side. And as you do, the both of you, I'm so glad you guys both got crits because the both of you see probably, probably about 50 feet down, like near your van, near Marcus's van, there's like a silhouette that your light just touches for a moment, Melanie. It looks like a person and probably say it's probably about eight feet tall. Disgusting. As soon as you see it, this thing, this like long, wiry silhouette, it bolts running like a person elbows up and everything away from your vision out of the light i will say with with your crits you guys are both o- able to notice that this thing is is in in the nude it's a it's a naked very ema- emaciated can person. i take its picture you can certainly try let me see what role that would be yeah but before you guys do that why don't, why don't i have both melanie and reggie uh Keep it together, please. Yeah. Thank yeah, I mean, you. That makes sense. Crit. I got no way. Nice. Oh my god. That is insane. Okay, both of you guys up your control by one oh, more. Fuck. You do not descend. That's fantastic. Huh. I'm descending in spirit. It's so okay. at two control, how many dice am I rolling now? Two. At two control, you roll two. So at zero, you roll one. At one, you roll one. At two, you two, roll you roll two. two. Three, you roll three. Gotcha. You got it. Our other option is to automatically descend if you have no control, but I decide not to do that because I'm not entirely evil. I was going to say, that can be like the hard mode version. Yeah. If you have no control, you automatically descend if by yeah. seeing something horrible. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so I'm actually going to have you roll technology for this. Okay. Um, mainly because it's... Sense. To manipulate your camera in a quick way. Yeah. Get it in ready position and use it fast, like super fast. This is you photographing out. This is you reporting. Nah. nah. Mm-hmm. I think he gets a picture, but there's nothing in it. Mm. Like, it's just black. Yeah. I I bet that the flash interfered. But yeah, caught yep. the fog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I rolled six was the highest on the die, so. Officer Williamson, Chuck, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, uh, and Marcus, you guys both see them jump, but you don't see anything as you spill back out on the street. What happened? Now, Marcus, I know that you drive around in the woods a lot. Right? And now I know that you do too, Chuck. But your manner of driving is different from Marcus. Chuck is already like opening up the side of the van and getting in. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah, I figured walk and talk, walk and yeah, talk. Yeah, walk and talk. There's West no wing, West way you're seeing that. I'm just like, I'm going to stop right here in the woods. Well, let's have a conversation. About you. Oh, you no, we were like at the road. So like you're next to the van. Let's talk about that freak. Yeah. So like, you ever hear them stories about the people living in the woods? I heard a lot of stories. What kind of, well, you know. What kind of stories? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Well, you know, most time it's uh, typically if you saw something, no, you didn't. If you heard something, no, you didn't. And look out for the shadow people, but I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. 
Now, I would love for you to elaborate on this shadow people scenario <laughs> that you have just described to me. I'm putting on a seatbelt, and I am double locking the door. <laughs> no, yeah. you're you're in the back. No, yeah. Chuck's oh, in the front no. seat. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> in the back. Chuck's I'm hovering like walking. popcorn in the back. No. <laughs> Shit. That's right. Well, as I heard it, those little flashes or movements you see out of the corner of your eye, you can't really tell what it is if you really start focusing on that. Mm-hmm. Some people say shadow people. Well, well, that was uh, descriptive enough to be unsettling, but not descriptive enough to give me anything that I need. So thank you. Like I said, I heard things. Oh, you're going to miss that turn up there. You need to take a ride. I- uh, the three of you guys slam up against the wall of the van. Rolling in gravel. <laughs> Ready slams his head in the side, takes one arm. <laughs> yeah. So at this you point. automatically yeah. a loss of brain matter. Yeah. At this no, point, that would about, be a send. <laughs> at this point, it's about uh, 5 a.m. as you are pulling up to the spot where the hiker entered the trail. There's there's three cars here. One is like a, uh, like a low-down and kind of off-white Buick. And I think you guys know probably from your handler, like letting you know what's going on, that that's, that's the hikers. It's got North Carolina plates. Well, fuck, we, what are we going to call that in our made up world? Carolina North. West. No, I'm not <laughs> about, doing that. How about, how about, uh, East Franklin? I was, well, it's, it's going to be West on our side. Oh, that's true. West Franklin. Just call it Franklin. Well, call, call it, call it, uh, d- over there. <laughs> I say Franklin because East Tennessee and Western North Carolina during the Civil War almost became their own state yep. because East Tennessee and Western North Carolina were pro-Union in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. So we almost seceded from the Confederacy to stay in the Union, and we would have been the state of Franklin mm-hmm. with Western North Carolina. I like just calling that section of our place, like that that section of North Carolina that would butt up against our, our Smokies. I like calling that section for, uh, Franklin. Yeah. Just Franklin. Are you guys cool with we that? We would have yeah. been the state of Franklin had things gone a little differently in the Civil War. Cool. So you see it's got Franklin plates, which is the state just over the mountain, the the neighboring state, basically. Right. And uh, you can see there's a couple of, like, bags in the back. Looks like an open ashtray. There's also a, like, soft purple, like, Crown Vic that's here. Kind of like a burgundy, but you recognize as, like, that's program. Mm-hmm. So that's probably your requisition drop. Uh, it's supposed to be a riot van. Oh, it's a riot van? Yep. On the loud package, yep. Yeah, so there's a riot van sitting there, like painted in like a in like a matte black. Yep. It looks like our last stand right there. And then there is like an old style like burgundy panel van that's also here. Like a family like a family van. It's parked facing the street. Yeah, that's it. That's all it's here. And then there's of course this trailhead. There's this like wooden sign kind of flecked with moss, says Ellison Trail. Mm-hmm. So there's only supposed to be the one missing hiker. That means that we got one extra vehicle there's supposed to be. Take, take a peek. Anyone in the window? Uh, nobody in the window. All right. Hello. Let's go check the campsite. And if there's anybody there, we can shoo them out. Is the engine still yeah. Roll forensics. Oh, great. Success. It's great. Kind of feel the engine, or the hood, rather. This probably stopped... Like this 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 vehicle turned off about three hours ago. Okay, that's weird. That's middle of the damn night. That's uh-huh. fucking weird. Um, Late arrival. That happens. What are the plates on this one? Uh, they're for here. They're for Cade County. Just thinking maybe someone looking, someone else looking, but like or someone that knew them. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe. Well, whoever it is, we need to get them the hell out of here. 
Reggie is writing down the tag number off of the hiker's car. Um, this is stuff that he would do. You know, he's yeah. investigating he's, when he gets back to town. If he gets back to town, he can look into this. So writes down the tag number. I'm going to try the front door, the driver's side door. Uh, for the hikers? Oh, the, the hikers off-white? car, yeah. The, the, like the Buick? Yeah, it's open. It's open? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he opens it up. He said there was an ashtray in there. Yeah. Cigarettes in it? A couple of unfiltered cigarettes, like half-smoked, that have been put out here. Okay. And, of course, there's no note or anything. He didn't leave a note or anything like that. Scour the car for one? Yeah. Absolutely. I think we would scour the car immediately. I don't know what the bags in the back. Okay. Mm-hmm. The bags in the back. Then front take seat the front. with the glove box up here. Cool. I'm doing perimeter. That's okay, smart. you're checking around. All right, I'm going to have all three of you guys roll forensics. And while you're doing that, I'll check in with Marcus. Oh, I'm not searching for anything. I'm just like watching for mm. anything to crop up. Okay, then roll surveillance. Please, Mark. Do well, you want to do anything? Nah, I didn't find See shit. See if I can investigate the other vehicle. Is it locked? It is unlocked. I'll check it. Too. This is, that's weird. Starting with the front. Okay, roll forensics. I succeeded. Uh, that's a miss. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's Two tough. sevens. Two sevens. Yeah, no. I'll find shit. You did succeed for the I back did. of the Just car? barely, yeah. Back of the hiker's car. You did not succeed as well? No, I rolled a six. Okay. Well, I can tell you, Reggie, that you don't didn't find a note of any kind. Okay. Um, what'd you get on your kind of- I got a nine and a ten. Nice. Well, take control. Now, remember, you can spend that- control. Nice. You can spend that control on any roll. Like, you can add a die. To, to add a dice, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And then you do that after your initial roll. Can you spend control to roll one more die? Absolutely. Okay. But uh, that's can sacrifice. You roll more control. than five. Yeah, you can roll over five. With so that. if I like, say I really wanted to make sure I got a shot, I could spend all of my control to try and do as much damage as possible. You absolutely uh, could do that. Okay. I would love for you to do that okay. because when it comes for descent time, yeah. you got nothing to work with. No. So that's good for me. Yeah. So success here. Success there, crit actually. Mm-hmm. Well, Williamson, I, I, it is a crit, so I hate to not give you anything, but the good news here is 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 no news. This place is totally abandoned, not touched. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's already such low traffic, but at at four thirty a.m., five thirty a.m. here in the morning, like nobody around. There's nobody going to be around. You can tell you're listening way far off. Nobody's even entering this section of the forest. Mm-hmm. Melanie, you check through the back. There's a number of things here. Mostly survival equipment, hiking equipment, but there's also a bag, like a gym bag that you feel like kind of like a lump in. And when you open it up, you see there's like a bunch of like science equipment. There's like a surveying rod in here that's been folded up. There's a bunch of like uh, reagents and like like chemicals in like small cases. That's that's it. It's like a it's like a kit for surveying and taking samples here in the park. Can hmm. I take this? Sure. Hmm. Like a conservationist kit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much so. I assume that they're that like Reggie and Melanie are probably just like talking about it while he's digging around. He's like, I'm yeah, not yeah. finding shit. Yeah. Well I found me a science kit. But other than that, nothing interesting, no in no identification. Did you also fail in the mm, sure did. That's right. Damn. I do one more question. Yeah. Are these cigarettes? I know you said they're filterless, mm-hmm. but are they branded? Can I see? Yeah, there's a there's an in, like a half empty pack on okay. the on the passenger side just says strikes on it. Okay, so I know what he smokes now. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's true. That's a clue. I know what he smokes. No, it's true. You gotta look if I find strike cigarette butts, we're on a trail. Now I do have to say it's uh rather interesting this person went hiking without all of their equipment. 
without all their equipment. And now that I've said that about finding cigarette butts, he left his half-pack cigarettes here, too. Wasn't planning on being gone long. No. Wasn't planning on doing any work, either. Mm-mm. Uh, so, leisure, probably, right? Just a leisure hike. Mm-hmm. How long is this trail? The trail is 12 miles, and it ends at the campsite. Okay, this is not a leisurely hiking trail. Okay. No, but... <laughs> I mean, you could still walk on it if you wanted to. Like, if you had, like, a break or something, but, like... Or if he was just wanting to go down to the to the lake and sit for a minute and come back, you know? Yeah. Does we've already probably talked about this. Does this pat, this trail intersect with that small waterfront? Uh, yeah, it all, yeah. it all, it goes, like, along this waterfront, which was, that was Reggie's big, like, hackles went up, was this man was hiking along water. Yeah. The other thing about this trail is it's like it goes up against not just Blue Lake, but it also goes up against the National Forest. Right. And it also goes up against the Rosewell property. That's that's the kicker is they the program thinks there's something in the Rosewell property that's doing this, basically. All right. Well, um, have you guys done snooping around cars or are we about to hit this hike? I need to figure out who's taking what out of this van. Yep. Mm, that's right. Split up the requisition. Uh, yeah. Uh, I need a gun. There are three submachine guns. Yes, give me one of them firearms. Oh, my God. I hate that so much. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're already, uh, <laughs> you already have a weapon. I've got you two got weapons. Armalite rifle. I've got a, a revolver and a uh, and an assault rifle. I've or as I'm calling it, an arm, Armalite. <laughs> right. Like an AR-15. So I'm really good at close quarters and demolition. Hmm. So anything that you will give me that leans towards that, would you consider grenade stimulation? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, there's two grenades. Two grenades, three submachine guns. There are wired radios. Of course, you guys already have radios. There's a battering ram. I can't see we're really getting much use out of that up in the woods. I'm still going to take it. Who wants the body armor? Hmm. Who is going to be doing a lot of shooting? I'll probably be out front with uh, my service rifle here. Probably will be... Most likely to get in the uh, in the line of any sort of attack. And you should. Yeah. Armor. I'll take one of the submachine guns. And I'll take one of the submachine guns too. The Mac Ten, you said. <laughs> yes, there's a uh, Mac Ten and an Uzi. Oh, fucking God! That's I'll take so, the fucking Mac Ten. I'll take so the Uzi. Fucking wild. Now this uh, this parking lot is down near like it's between where we're heading and the water line, right? Yeah. Okay. Just for the sake of, like, continuity, because I probably won't need it up there in the woods, he probably drops off his diving gear <laughs> in the riot van. Okay. No. Uh, I mean, we are going to a lake. We're, no, wait, the lake is behind us. Uh, we're heading away from the lake. I thought that the trail I thought it went alongside the lake. the lake. Sorry, maybe I misunderstood what you okay, were saying. Okay, so the way I was un- interpreting it was, like, we were hiking into the woods away from the lake. If we're, um, we're going to stay right close to the water, then I'll just keep it with me. You are well. It depends on where you go, because as you're as you're here, you. I'll just hand wave it. I hit, he's strong enough. He'll just carry body armor, rifle, pistol, flashlight, and scuba gear. <laughs> Damn. I mean, you totally can. Yeah. You know? Nothing against it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going out in the field, like operating. Like I mean, I the only thing that you would have on your body that you're not wearing in some fashion would be. The scuba gear. Yeah. Like the rifle strapped to your back, I would assume. Yeah. Right. Or in your arms. Yeah. The handgun strapped to the hip. Mm-hmm. Armor on your torso. Yep. Okay. How much ammo do we have? So you have uh, whatever your gun has. It, it Whatever your gun is on your inventory, you have you have five ammo for each gun. Yeah. Five reloads. Right. Basically. 
Uh, so the submachine gun, I was looking at that one already. Submachine gun is capacity two, which means that you can attack with it twice before you have to reload. Good to know. Reloading takes an action, and when you do it, mark ammo down. Yeah. And you roll firearms to uh, reload as well, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can fail to reload. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awful. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> because you can fail to reload in real life. Yeah. Can't. All right. Yeah, that's me. Well, let's go. Let's uh, let's head up this trail. Let's start hiking. Okay. Start making your way up this trail. For the first couple miles, there's no water to the left of you, but the Rosewell property and its intermingleness to the national forest is all to your right as you go up. What's your objective on this this trail? Are you trying to get to the campsite? Are you just looking around on the trail? Are you going into the property from a certain spot? I would say go to the campsite and start there, right? But on the way there, I think that I I would at least be looking for sign of the hiker. Like a cigarette butt. I know he left his pack, but like, you know, Mm -hmm. cigarette butt, a track. We also need to be keeping an eye out because there were two vehicles out Mm -hmm. there, right? Mm -hmm. One that was still warm, like three hours old. Weird. So we need to be on guard just, for yeah, that. Yeah, so we like a local kind of like a, here. A, a family or somebody like out here. Like I, I would imagine that I'm, I'm probably taking points so that way I'm first port of contact and you kind of say, mm-hmm. hey, TVA, yep. you got to scoot. We're in the middle of something yeah. right here. You can't be. It's a bow. Like okay. It. Yeah. I mean, they see a bunch of armed people roll up and one of them says, TVA, you got to go. I would leave. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Start moving your way down. Um, I will ask Reggie to roll surveillance for looking for the cigarette butts. And I'm going to ask Chuck to roll for uh, roll surveillance for trying to find any sign of these people as you go through the trail and eventually reach the campsite. Can I help Chuck? Sure thing. Throw a die in on that. I succeeded on I looking succeeded. for sign of the hiker. I did not get a success. So how does that work? If I she you succeeded. Eight. So that means that. Yeah, I succeeded. They yeah. all succeeded. Yes. Highest. Thank God. You say you did not, Reggie? I did. Yeah, I rolled Okay, great. You find one cigarette butt about six miles in, so exactly half on the trail. As you stop here to take a look at it or pick it up or take pictures of it, whatever your plan be, you see like in line with where this is, there's like a cut in to the the Rosewell property directly adjacent to it, right on the other side of the trail. It looks as though they had clear cut a triangle into their own property and the entire clear cut area like where the forest floor has been taken taken out it's just like dead ferns and and like tarry black earth really shouldn't necessarily be possible so i'm gonna have to ask you to keep it together Uh, i mean it puts me in mind of like the devil's playground very much so nothing's growing here yeah Mm -hmm. this isn't right i've found these spots in the appalachians Mm. so where something's not right they're fucking weird is that going to be a little descent roll? It is. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to lose one control, right? No. No, you don't lose control. Oh, no. I Keep Unless your you control. spin control. No, I can you spin are control good. to add to that. Uh, oh, I'm supposed to roll a second die. I'm sorry. Crit. Oh, saving yourself. You had two control? Yep. I see. Okay. That's lovely. Yes, that was a nasty yeah, I rolled descent a seven roll. and then a ten on the second one. Okay. Gain. So add control. Yeah. Gain control. Nice. It is hey, strange. Can I say real quick? Yeah. This is fucking awesome. Like, uh, this game fucking rocks. I agree. Thank you, friends. I've taken great care to build rules that 
enforce this kind of tone that we're going for. So I appreciate that. I'm glad you guys are having a great time. Mm-hmm. No, not too big scares yet. Everything's fine. Everything's calm. Mm-hmm. Everything's completely normal. Yeah. So this is strange, but it's not threatening to you. Yeah. Something's not right. And he points this out like something's not right here. I don't know if he necessarily points out the, the clear cut because I don't know if he really fully understands why that's bothering him. Yeah. But he points out the cigarette butt and he says, something's not right here. Something's off. Moving to Chuck. Chuck, as you get, as you guys, as the Mad Tom cell gets another mile up or so, you see there's a young man like off going to the bathroom, like on off the trail, just off a little side path into the Rosewell property. And they've, they've gone off trail probably about, you know, a minute. You can see them from this tree line because mm. you were paying attention. They're, they're just like dancing in the fog, like, like going to the bathroom, you can see. So you spot them. It, it seems to just be one, one guy, but he's wearing like normal hiking clothes. Mm-hmm. He's here to hike. Okay. Still foggy though? Still foggy. Yeah. Okay. I think he's going to yell out from the, uh, from the trail. He's going to yell. I was like, ATF, you need to clear out. We are in the middle of an investigation. Head back to the parking lot. Vacate the premises immediately. Okay. Okay. That's definitely going to be a roll. So it's, I would say, a combination of deception or persuasion. Yeah. And assuming, like, the cell, we're supposed to be, like, given false identities and or badges or whatever. So That's correct. It was never, like, mentioned. So I'm just going to kind of say I've got a false identity here as an ATF uh, agent. What is ATF? Alcohol, to, a tobacco firearm. Oh, yep. yeah, that's right. Also um, assuming that this is a person. Okay, great. Why don't you roll, why don't you roll persuasion for me, I think, on persuasion. this one. Okay. I got three in that. Cool. Hopefully I get a success. I hope so, too. And I'm going to spend one control to add another dice uh, to that. Okay. Because I've got four. So yeah, I've got can... a little bit to spare, and hopefully it's worth it. Got a control in spades. It was not worth it. I'm <laughs> hell yeah okay he hears that Mm -hmm. and you see he just starts bolting he's runs into the fog and he was just on the edge of your vision in this fog so as soon as he starts running you lose track of him and he's running away from the trail away from the trail Mm -hmm. he's running further into the roswell property right now damn it you want me to catch him (sighs) yeah come on let's go go i'm gonna holler i'll haul off after him okay marcus a roll sprint please you're also going chuck yep okay roll sprint Okay, so we're behind them probably, right? Yeah. So, I, oh, oh, that's a crit. Oh, nice. Just to catch up to them. I got uh, a success. I nice. am great at sprinting. Are okay. you? Do you want to waste sure. energy or do you want to try to run? Absolutely, I want to waste energy. I want to stay with my party. Yes. Actually, I'm going to take one of my gloves and I'm going to put it on the edge of a tree so we know where a trail is again. Sure, I'm, st- I'm sure that'll work. Uh, it's not, but... Well, let's find out. Are Reggie and Melanie for sure going in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to stay with them. Yeah, we do. So, yeah, we're going to sprint, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Reggie, I'll have you roll sprint. I'll actually have you, Melanie, roll survival for me for that glove. Yeah. Roll. Nope. Mm-hmm. I want to use one. Like- okay. You know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll use one control to try to... Because I rolled 776. Seven, okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, seven, 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 six. Nope. Oh, oh that's uh, even worse. And Melanie, no on the forensic or not, not the survival. Nope. Oh, well, thanks for you guys' free control. Really appreciate that. You get a a a, a longer start on them. They they are able to run 
you know, they're, they're on it. You, there's a few moments of you guys talking and trying to figure out, do we want to follow them? And so as you split off trying to get a hold of them, the two of you pretty quickly become lost in the fog. Yeah. Chuck and uh, Marcus are able to gain on this guy. And you can see this black beard, young face, maybe mid thirties, looking over his shoulder and running from you guys. And you can smell like a strong scent of alcohol and what smells like fire or chemicals of some kind. And as he's running and you're watching him, Chuck, you see out of the fog at an angle, Marcus comes sprinting and just tackles this dude, brings him down onto the ground Mm -hmm. and has him like caught and and restrained Mm -hmm. as you kind of pull up. So it's just you and him and this guy, and he's looking up at you guys, and he's, uh, well, I don't know. I'm just hiking. I'm just hiking down here. I don't want to. just hiking. Wanna, you wouldn't be running like that. I just want, I'm, I, I'm just hiking. I'm just trying to have a good time out here. Please. I'm so sorry I ran. Please let me go. I'll go right back to my vehicle. Please let me go. I got some questions for you first. Okay. Oh, Am I under arrest? Am I under arrest? Under suspicion. Okay. Okay. Can you, can I get up? Have you been drinking on this property? Yes, officer, I have. (laughs) (laughs) And he makes that face. Mm -hmm. All right. That's the mission of guilt right there. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, fuck. God damn it. Oh, you done it again, Kyle. You done done been a self-witness again. (laughs) Somebody, um, somebody else, um, can, can somebody remind me, like, so the, the vehicle that was out there. It was like like a tan Buick or something like that, or white. like a white. The hiker's vehicle was the white Buick. Yeah. Okay, so the other one that was still warm. Yeah, the burgundy van. Mm-hmm. The burgundy van. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, is that your van down there? Yes, officer. Okay, you need to go back to your van right now, and I am going to forget I ever saw you. He gives a big gulp. He says, okay. What's your name, sir? My name's Kyle McAllister. All right, Mr. McAllister, if I've already seen your plates... And if I go back over here and I continue to see your plates on that vehicle, rest assured, you will be spending some time. So you need to leave right now, and I do not want to see you for the next week. Okay, officer. Is he is he free to go? I just kind of take him and shove him in the direction. Shove him on the ground? Shove yeah. him in the direction of the trail. Okay. He, uh, he goes that way, disappears into the fog. Yeah, you better run. He runs. Good. He starts He starts hauling ass. That might help you, too. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you two roll surveillance for me real fast, Melanie and Reggie? Three. No. Nice. So, Melanie, Reggie, guys don't see each other. In fact, you don't see Chuck um, or Marcus either. But the two of you both hear the sounds of, like, running footsteps next to you. Uh, Melanie, you turn and you see that it is, like, a hiker. He's, like, kind of half jogging. Uh, obviously very intoxicated at an angle. And you can tell like he's going with intent. If you want to follow him back to the trail, he'll lead you there. Absolutely, um, I do. Okay, you do that. Reggie, you kind of turn over your shoulder and you hear this running and you see it is like a figure running kind of at an angle away from you, like right at the rim of the fog. And it looks like a person, but as it kind of skims into your vision- you can see there's like, it's wearing clothes. It has like black slacks on, this gray shirt that's tucked in. Both of its arms are down by its side straight as it's running. And it's kind of leaning its whole body forward, like on its hips. And as you glance over at it, its head sort of turns up and you can see like there are these, it's, com- it's completely shaved bald. And you can see there's these like rivets in its skin that shoot across its face like lightning strikes. And you see there's like metal 
that's flashing in the early morning light. Like there's stitches in his face, uh. in their face, these big rivulets. And you can see like leaking out of it as it's looking at you and leaking out of its eyes, which are just buried in cataracts, is this like viscous pink gritty fluid. Okay. And it looks at you, moving its arms barely, you know, by its side, and it sort of goes into the fog away from you. Um, I'm going to have to ask you to keep it together, yes. please. <laughs> wow. Nope. Descent. It's going to be descent. Please descend five points, Rich. Jeez. Well, I, okay. I feel like that's fair for what you guys You at 85 yet? I am at 88. Oh, no. Make him roll again. No. Hey, he, I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. Okay, so... He has realized that he is isolated and he's not sure where he is uh, and he's lost Melanie and he's lost his light. That's the biggest thing he's yeah. concerned about right now. Well, so, it's five o'clock, so light will be creeping up yeah. soon. Soon, but not he immediately. He is going to stop for a second, take a deep breath, and then pull. I was last one with the map, right? Literally That's no right. idea. Yeah. I mean, sure. would you say I have the map? I love yes. that. Okay. I have the map. I have the map and I have a compass. He's okay. going to try to find his way back to the trail, make sure that what we ran off a certain direction. He's just going to make sure with the compass that he's walking in the right direction to get back towards the trail. Okay, roll survival. While you're doing that, we'll check in with uh, Marcus and Chuck. Uh, Marcus and Chuck, you guys ran off trail in the fog. Mm-hmm. Um, what yeah. do you want to do? I think, uh, first of all, like uh, Officer Williamson turns to. Uh, uh, old Marcus over here. He's like, this uh about the same way that I met you for the first time? Yeah, something like. I think it was. Oh, my God. Let's go. Hey, yeah. Hey, all right. Where are you headed? Back towards trail. Okay, roll survival. Yeah. Uh, Separate checks. Yeah, I definitely uh, succeed. Depends on Chuck's leading, because Chuck. Yeah, I definitely succeed. Okay. And Reggie? Mm-hmm. Eight. Okay. Succeed. I didn't get a crit, but I succeed. Nice. If I didn't succeed, my plan was I was going to use control until I got it. Mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> that felt narrative, like getting lost in the fog would be uh. terrifying. Yeah. Especially after seeing that. Yeah. So the four of you are able to, through various methods, find your way back to the trail, probably a couple minutes apart. And uh, you're back on the trail now. Mm-hmm. The hell's wrong with you? Running off into the woods? Do you not understand why we are here together as a group? And why they did not call you each separately, individually, to do something? Well, first of all, part of our job is to make sure we mitigate any uh, any individuals getting injured or killed in this whole thing. So, having some drunk out here either that could be killed or you know, or be witness what is probably about to go down with all this uh, horrid shit, right? So, uh, you know, just doing my job, ma'am. Seems like everybody's okay. Nobody is worse for wear. You're looking awful. Reggie's looking sweaty. Uh, you're looking, <laughs> looking awful pale over there, Reggie. Reggie is like, he is kind of out of breath. I think he was running following the compass. I mean, right? absolutely. fucking loot. And he is out of breath. And I think he like retches once while he's like trying to breathe. And then he says like, Jesus Christ. Okay. And he describes what he saw. Oh, God, I wish you, I wish you had not told me that. Okay, all three of you, please roll to keep it together. <laughs> you fucker. Yo, I do not. Nice, Marcus. All right. Five points of descent for Chuck. Five points of descent for what Chuck. For Melanie, it's going to be. I'm still in the nineties. One point of descent, Melanie. God, I wish you hadn't have told me that. 
<laughs> crazier shit on TV. What the hell? I thought we were looking for some damn moss slug monster or something. Fucking mm. not people, damn it. Speaking of which, you got uh, 35 minutes of game time to find whatever the fuck it is and kill it. Yeah. So, <laughs> Okay, so with with the fact that I pulled the compass out, do I know which way this, this creature went? Yes. Actually, you do. Because you pulled your compass out just as you saw it. So, yeah, you do have a reference point for that. Okay. So, did it head towards the water? No, it didn't. Did it head towards the Rosewell property? Yes, it did. Okay. Shocking. Well, that's our lead. Well, I guess we're trespassing today, boys. Yeah. I don't give a damn about that right now. Reggie should be uh, happy. Used to it. <laughs> Reggie should be happy as theory about river monsters aren't, or lake monsters aren't aren't the problem here, right? Uh, no, because now we are we have more unknowns. If it was uh, something I already knew about, we'd have some steps up. Mm, yeah. He's remembering stuff. He's like, plat eyes? No, that's not plat eye. That's he's like <laughs> thinking about cryptids. He's like, that's not a fucking Thunderbird. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the whole way back. <laughs> All right, so we uh <laughs> we follow on that thing. Yeah, I think you're our de facto team leader here. Oh hell no! I mean, I guess. Well, Reggie, you're the one leading. Reggie you points it. Like, are you wearing like a badge? I'm wearing like not his badge, but a badge. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you. I mean, you're the one with management experience. <laughs> Only thing I'm managing right now is to keep this shit together. Tell you what, just point me in a direction, and I'll take a lead. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got the compass out. To to help navigate if we're stepping off trail because if we're leaving the trail we need to be navigating. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, so I'll have Chuck roll survival and I'll have you uh, Reggie roll uh, just a single uh, D ten for for aiding Chuck here. Now it is still dark and it is still foggy. There's like a little tiny flicker of light coming through uh, as it kind of like breaches five thirty a.m. But it is still pitch black out here. Okay, uh, I got two eights on my roll. That's amazing. I got a crit on nice. the assistance roll. I don't know how that works. I'm going to give you one point of control because you rolled the crit, but we'll say, you know, it's Chuck's crit, I guess. It's well, an interesting little point. I didn't think about that. Cooperation rules are now gone. No more cooperating ever again. Huh. Everybody will make separate rolls. I like getting control from it, like that I he succeeded, but I get the control because I critted. Yeah. I like that. Well, you were the one with the map as well. Yeah, I have the map. I have the compass. And I think like that, I love this because it was, he was focusing on this for a second, calm down a little bit, take a breath. Gain control. All right, let's run after this shit. Okay. You move uh, through into the woods and before too long, you start to see some familiar sights, little piles of objects and items that are scattered around the Rosewell property. The property seems to open up into a very dark holler. If there was any light that had started to trickle into the into the national forest today in this early morning hour, it is now starting to disappear again as you enter this sort of like winding range, uh, this winding valley between two low slopes. It's even darker here, and there's even more fog. But you do follow this direction and start to follow these little piles of objects which you know are uh, secretly obscuring these holes in the ground. Chuck and Reggie, you guys are like up front, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to ask both of you guys to roll dodge for me, please. As you get deeper into the Rosewell property. Well, I don't dodge good. Well, good. That's great. Eight. Success. One. Fail. That's a miss. That's a shame. As you're moving and moving um, through, you 
and it gets darker and more foggy and you're moving deeper into the Roswell property, you start to see these piles of objects dwindle. And just as it's starting, you're starting to realize that these holes may not be being filled up this far back. Chuck, you feel your left foot give way and there's nothing underneath it. And you slip. Your right knee hits you in the chest pretty hard. I'm mm. going to ask you to take one point of harm. And health. Sorry, one point of health. And you feel yourself kind of slide up against the rim of this hole and cling on to the moss and, and cambion on the forest floor. Mm-hmm. But you've got half your body dangling off this hole, which seems to be completely endless. You can. What would be rolling to pull yourself back up here? I mean, that's climbing. I mean, it feels like survival. That's going to be survival. Yeah. yeah. If that's how you want to get out. Is that what yeah. you want to do? And try to pull yourself out? Yeah. Okay. I'm not just going to let go. Okay. Is anybody doing anything? I mean, I'm yeah. I'm to help him. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to add one to it. Okay. That's me offering my hand out as you're crawling up. Yeah. You critted. I critted. Nice. Take control. I roll. Yeah. I didn't fail. Yeah, I failed. So, yeah, he slapped my hand away. No, I think I was just like quicker than like I was able to. Yeah, yeah. Regain my footing. Jesus Christ! What the fuck? Throws your hand out and he's already like, yeah, like up on the edge again. Like not today, not today. You got lucky, but now you know there's this hazard here. These things. Maybe we go a little slower now. Yep. Sinkhole Um, rules. I'm gonna grab a branch. We're gonna start poking. Clear it like a minefield. Absolutely. Somebody else want to hold this uh, flashlight? Marcus holds his hand over. All right. Don't you already have a flashlight? Yeah, Yeah, it passes off a flashlight to him, and that way he goes ahead and, like, pulls his, like, rifle off. Because I'm assuming it's it's an assault rifle. It's going to be two-handed. Yeah, yeah, And he doesn't have, like, the rig or whatever it is, the item. So Mm -hmm. he goes ahead and loads one into the chamber. Sounds great. Okay. So now Chuck, with his rifle out, are you you in position with your rifle? Like, you're going for it? He's got it, like, it's no longer strapped. He's got, like... Ready to run. Well, no, the, the strap is around his shoulder, but he's got it to where, like, it, it's, in a it's, it, it's in his hands, yeah. Cool. He's not, okay. like, aiming it or anything I like that. I think at this point, we don't need the map as badly, mm. the map or the compass. Well, I, I mean, think we're in active search now. Yeah, maybe to get of, back. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to put that in my bag, and I'll draw my weapon as well. So okay. he is somewhat clumsily holding this Mac 10. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, switches. That. He does have just enough knowledge to understand that he's not going to be able to control this weapon unless he switches it to semi-automatic. Mm, okay. So I'm going to be a little smart since I have this mag light, pull out a crowbar. Okay. Okay. Freeman. I'm going to keep walking with the flashlight and yeah. uh, do nothing. All right. Chuck's out of the hole. Thank goodness. That would have been a nasty end. A nasty and quick end that Officer Williamson did not deserve. But you are out. It is now oppressively black outside. The fog is thicker, caught in this holler, and you are flying blind. For the past 30 minutes, you haven't had a compass or a map out. And you are... Weapons ready. Weapons ready, and you're making your way deeper to the Rosewell property. Before too long, at the later end of the hour, you start to see things in the trees. These, like, strings of ultra-bright pink... That sort of like net one branch to another, like a spider's web, mm-hmm. all haphazard with no real sort of like plan or structure. Does anyone want to take a look at these or do you want to keep going? I'm just looking out for like any movement. I'm I'll curious. Poke one with a stick. Yeah. You're going to poke one with a stick yeah, and it. you're curious. Yeah, Mark? I'm investigating where they lead to, if they lead anywhere. 
Okay, no, Marcus. Like... <laughs> Marcus, Melanie, can you guys both roll surveillance for me, please? Oh. Oh, my God. I got a success. Amazing. All fails. All fails. Oh, wow. That's amazing. A one, a one, a one, a five, and a six. <laughs> so Marcus, you're trailing off. You see one of these, like, two of these, actually, are tied around, or I guess rather wrapped around one strong branch of old oak, and they go shooting off into the fog, and you are able to kind of rest your hand on them. They have some tension, and you start following them, trailing them onto the fog with one hand gliding over this one string. You have some light. You do have some light. And then now, Melanie, you you got a success. You're just tapping. Tap, tap. Spider web. Kind of messing with these spots. You can see some of them shake and, uh, you know, some of them are taut. Some of them vibrate and you catch one. What are you tapping with a branch? You said you tap one and it goes loose when you tap it. It just like it, it like clips and it kind of sags and then it snaps like almost on its own. And you see the string that's hanging from the branch just kind of like hangs down the other string shoots off at a rapid rate into the fog. So I'm going to ask you to roll to keep it together, please. Get to you first, because... Because it wasn't like a snap, right? It was like it retracted. Yeah. That's disgusting. I did get a success, though. Oh, great. Fantastic. We did yours first, because what Marcus is about to behold is a little bit more extreme. You've got the crowbar hook, like, over one of these strings and guiding yourself with it. The mag light in your left hand kind of held over your shoulder, and... You see it starts to angle downward, 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 slowly, like it's getting closer to the ground. And as it's getting closer and closer down to the ground, you start to see a shape forming in the fog where it meets. First thing you see is like knees, like people knees, sort of resting. And then you kind of take it in. This silhouette is like resting on his knees with his hands folded, palm downward on top of his knees, standing straight up. And those two threads just kind of slide right into where the eyes should be. And you can see his head is kind of pulled forward by the string's tension. And you can see in the mouth, which is a gape, sort of five o'clock shadow on this middle-aged guy has been stuffed with old brambles and pieces of cloth as it's filled up. There's slices of rotting fruit that have been stuck in. His mouth is engorged and stretched. His jaw may be broken. And these strings taut, connected to the branch, go directly into either of his eyes. I'm going to have to ask you to roll to keep it together. Yeah, I guess I do. Oof. Yeah. It's going to be a heavy hit if you fail. Nine. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> and also, I want to say, like, oh, I understand as well, you are, unreal. you're hitting us with these a lot because this is a one shot, right? Like, this can be mm-hmm. something that you could meter out if you wanted to. You can. You could meter it out or, like, have long sessions where, like, oh, mm-hmm. no, you don't have to keep it together. Everything's fine right now. Oh, yeah. That and normally then, happens. Yeah. That normally happens for sure. Well, Marcus, um, despite this being such an appalling sight, you are able to gulp it down, process it. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear the muffled voices of your group behind you kind of at an angle. So you're not lost. What do you guys want to do now? Um. All right. Well, we got Marcus comes back. Don't go that way. Just trust me. Don't. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen, Chuck, I think there's plenty of weird shit going on right now. I think if the man says don't go that way, we're just not going to go that way. All I know is we're out here to kill something. Well, that's Whatever true. that is is already dead. Don't you worry about that. All right. Well, let's okay. go. Keep going until we find something now, to shoot. Now, hold on. 
At this point, do we want to try to set some type of trap? What kind of trap could we set? Well, it likes things. I mean, where are obviously the bait. Well, then where is it? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. I figure we just keep going until we stumble across it and start putting bullets in it. You're the one with grenades. Where do you want to put them? <laughs> <laughs> and in true Madeline fashion, I'm going to yell into the wilderness. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to say, all right, we're getting real fucking bored out here. Let's do something. Are you That's, serious? I'm dead fucking I'm serious. I'm my light stick. Yeah, that ain't a bad idea. And like... um we're ready. Yeah, Fuck Officer uh, Williamson just like aims his like rifle towards this guy. Just shoots. No, he you no, know, he, he's smarter than that. He sh- aims it down towards the ground yeah. and just like mm. boom, just shoots one round off towards the ground. Whoa, okay. So there's this yell and this shot, and it and rings I out. Crack my light stick. Okay, and then I put it in my pocket because I looked up what a chemical light stick is. Y'all, it's a glow stick. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like it's a big stick. glow stick is what yeah. it is. It's yeah. like a military grade one. Yeah, the big I'm, ones. I'm yep. trading my crowbar for the Uzi. It's game time. Okay. Okay. You guys make this ruckus and it echoes <laughs> throughout the fog in a layer. You can hear it reverberate away from you. And then almost straight ahead of where your group is, <laughs> you hear way ahead of you almost directly in front of your group in a line, the sounds of like rushing feet in the distance, like coming your way. Mm-hmm. And just on the edge of your vision where you can see in a sort of half glow from all of your lights at the edge of this fog, you hear them all like come to a stop, which is pretty disturbing. I'll, I'll ask everybody to roll to keep it together, please. Yeah. Yikes. You know you're surrounded by something nope. and that helplessness nope. is... Nope, my first fail on that. Oh, no. I get a fucking crit. Nice. Take control. I didn't succeed either. Mm. What What are we rolling? I'm sorry. Control. Control. Yeah. Keep it together. Three points of descent to you, Marcus. Rip. Nice. Take control. For Chuck, it's going to be one point of descent. All right. Still in the 90s. Okay. I've got four control. Same. Whatever you are hunting, at least some part of it, is right in front of you at the edge of this sort of bubble of fog and light just standing there in front of you. Are they staying out of the light? They no, just aren't advancing. Wow, that's great. Cool. I think um, can, we can see it kind of on the edge of it, like a shape. No, you just heard the footsteps. Yeah. Can't see shit. I think uh, old Chuck is just like muttering under his breath, like, come on, come on, you son of a bitch. Come on, show yourself. Come on. Throw the glow stick at it. Okay. Yeah. Check your glow stick into the fog. Great. And then there's that same sound of footsteps and they're just rushing away from you. In the same direction they came from. Damn it. Come on. Let's go. Uh, move towards the glow stick. Because okay. we could, should be able to see it glowing even through the fog, right? Yep. Yeah. This is a trap. We're about to set it. And I'll set it all. Scoop that back up. Stick that in my pocket. You move maybe another mile or so in that direction, following where the footsteps came from. And another shape starts to emerge out of the fog. This one, massive. Little specks of light now are starting to pierce. Little dim gray slivers of light are entering this this old hauler, and it's framing this shape in the fog, this this sort of deep, almost black mist. You see a two-story house built here um, on the Rosewell property, really probably in the National Forest. And as it comes into view, you see other big shapes all around you, disguised, muffled in the fog, a barn to your right-hand side, a shed, and an old, almost ancient looking uh, outhouse to the left hand side something straight out of like the 1800s uh, like settler era of of the smokies 
And this house is like a Victorian style, like 30s house. It looks like the right hand part of it, the right wing is sort of collapsing a little bit in on itself. And everything is covered in chipped off white paint. Rotting pieces of wood are flecked with black mold that's springing out with long tendrils. You don't see anybody. Right to the right-hand side of the barn, you see an old truck where grass, weeds, vines, and cambium have kind of taken over it. Its tires flattened, a couple cans of gas, like old tin handlebar gas cans, uh, sit haphazard next to it. And from the barn door that's next to that truck over to your right-hand side, uh, you can see that it's a jar, and you can see some movement, big movement, like animals are in there. Melanie, I'm going to have you roll surveillance, please. Thank God. Success. Okay. From from the ajar door of this the front of this house, which seems to be just hanging off its hinges, it's oh. got a cracked uh, middle window, you can hear and locate there's a sound of like soft, melancholy music, something like from the 30s that is like- On a fucking gramophone? It may very well be. It sounds gritty, slipping its way through the house. It It's got to be in the- upper left wing like in the second story somewhere great so all right we got two options here the first option is going inside chasing you know whatever around shooting with bullets or we could set the house on fire set the house on fire fire. (laughs) and we're positive that there's nobody living in this house we're positive ain't gonna be honey if there's somebody living in this house they are not somebody we want to meet i'm just saying save lives when possible I imagine at this point, if there's much going on, uh, <laughs> especially what we have seen in proximity to all of this weird, there's probably no one to save. All right. I hardly, I highly, highly doubt it. Is that a couple of gas cans over there? It goes over there to go check and see, like, if there's gas in those cans. Okay. You go and pick up the first one, light as a feather. The mm-hmm. second one sloshes around a little bit. It's probably about a third full. Yeah. It could start a fire, yeah. but it wouldn't go up real fast. All right. I think he just like picks that up and just heads towards the house and just starts. Listen, I'm a firefighter. I know how these things are done. <laughs> dumping it on the porch, I guess. Yeah. Oh, so you're going up on the steps and dumping it on the porch? Yeah. Oh, we're fucked now. That's it. <laughs> okay. You triggered, the, you triggered the boss battle. <laughs> it's you, on the uh, first step. <laughs> yeah. Chuck, you uh, kind of step your way up on this creaky porch. You can see that same sort of strange pink filament is hanging in like like little half circles from the rafters of this porch. You can see there's like clusters of, of rotting looking pigeons, like lo- losing feathers. One that has some sort of like weird tumorous growth on its right neck and uh, a ring of of droppings from it in that right-hand corner. The left-hand corner where you've now moved over to as the other group look on is just covered in objects and pieces of old box and firewood all pushed into one pile and covered in like mixes of different types of mold and lichen and the smell is like deep rot and it's hitting you from here you also spy what looks like some sort of dead animal probably a raccoon that stuck its way inside and could not escape um this place is not just disgusting but also deeply unnerving i'm gonna ask you to keep it together please okay um, I do actually want to go up on the porch. Uh, succeed. 
succeed. Okay, got two nines on that roll. Let me ask you, uh, where are you putting your rifle while you're pouring gas? Uh, it's it's on a sling, so like he's he probably has a hold of the uh, the stock, while with the other hand it is no longer on the trigger. He's just like taking that gas can and sprinkling mm-hmm. around. Great, because you're probably going to need it. As Melanie steps up on these steps to join you, and you're off to the left-hand side, Marcus and Reggie from behind, down down off the porch, both see the the door, which is a jar, kind of creaks open, and inside you see this uh, figure, this silhouette, kind of emerge out of this gloom. The body, which does look like a person, uh, does not have any skin, per se. Whatever is making up most of its form is this sort of writhing mass. Looks like hamburger meat. But you recognize that same color of, like, bright pink, and you realize that this is a conglomeration of some sort of worm that has taken the shape of a man, and with that shape has carried onto the porch a rusty old hatchet. It slumps on to the porch, and... Chuck, I think you see this over your shoulder as you turn. It lifts up the the hatchet as Melanie's making its way up, and we're going to have a fight. Okay. Well, I'm so glad that I am within melee range directly in front of them. Those who have control, is that everybody? I think everybody does have some control, yeah. Yes. That's fantastic. You guys will all be able to do, go first. We'll go with Chuck because he's right here in in the action. Chuck, what do you want to do? Okay, is there a banister on this, like, porch, or is it just, like, open? There is a banister on this porch, yeah. Okay. Can I move, like, away from, like, uh, the front? Uh, From the front. You're on the left-hand side. Yeah, I want to try and get off the porch and, like, back out. Okay. In the main area. All right. So you you move past Melanie and go down the steps. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. With uh, rifle trained on this this thing, and I, I don't get like a movement and an action, do I? Nope. I didn't. I didn't figure. So yeah, he's just like moving back to like get back in the air. It's like, all right, here we go, <laughs> Melanie. So how does combat work? You get one action. I have um, one action, and that includes moving, taking something out, using it. Yes. I think the natural instinct is to take a step off the porch that is now covered in gasoline. Okay. So yeah. You're, <laughs> so you're moving off the porch. Yeah. Okay, Marcus. Do I have a clear shot? You don't really have a clear shot as as Melanie and uh, Chuck are both moving off the porch as we speak. Then I am moving until I get a clear shot. Okay. Do you want to maybe aim? I think that would be what that is. Would that work? Yeah, as you want to aim? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. If that works as that, then I will aim. Okay. Marcus takes the MAC-10 and, and starts moving, kind of inching over to the right-hand side, forming a, a sort of cir- semicircle, flanking this guy basically. This thing's writhing, and you smell that same chemical smell, and you see it starts swinging its axe in these sort of, like, jolted strange movements. Reggie. Okay. I'm going okay. to reach at the uh, glow stick. Hmm. Can I throw it, or is taking it out of my pocket my action? You can throw it, yeah. Okay. So he's going to throw it onto the porch. Okay. He wants to light up the sight picture. Gotcha. And two, he's curious to see how it reacts to light. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're all curious about that. So he throws the glow stick onto the porch. Is your aim to take a picture here? Uh, no, it is to, he's thinking of it like taking a picture. Gotcha. Okay. You've tossed the glow stick. 
It's this thing's turn. It comes stumbling down, gurgling. You can see its mouth opens up, and you can see there's lips underneath the the worms that are like rotted in places. Some just disintegrated, like drops of acid have been poured on it. And you can see there's also worms spilling out of its mouth. It kind of rushes down. It lifts this axe up at an angle and brings its whole body twisting on its hips and slams into Melanie. Now, uh, bear in mind, if you have a firearm ready, since it used its time to move towards you. That's true. You get to attack. I don't free. have a firearm. Oh, you don't have a ranged weapon? Uh, so you don't have it out or anything? Uh, I've got a grenade. Okay. You never took one of the, the sub? Oh, never mind then. Well, yeah. No, All right. I don't. You I just get a hit. Yeah. We had three. Firearms. We had three, though. No, it's all right. <laughs> oh, I've got a grenade. I've got a battering ram. You've got two grenades. I have, yeah. yeah. This was my plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you might die here. Great. Okay. Yes. One hit. This thing like charges down and <laughs> slams the axe like flat end against the back of your neck. And you feel yourself as you're rushing down the stairs, like get hit That's with awesome. this thing. Take one harm. I'm taking one harm, minusing one health. Same thing. Get hurt. As you hear this happening, where from the music is coming from, you see the butt of like an old style, like 22 LR, like get shattered. And another one of these things, um, this one like um, sort of spills out of the window. The whole gun seems to sort of like sink into its form. And you can see there's like a third sort of vestigial arm that's sort of wrapped around this mechanism. And it launches a haphazard shot at, I think it's probably going to be Marcus figuring as he is in the right sight line for this guy. Yeah. Marcus, uh, you take a hit to your leg. This bullet skims you. Yeah. Take two harm, please, Marcus. Uh, well, with the, the the battle armor, I get to negate those two, right? No, we're talking Marcus. Oh, Marcus, never mind. Sorry. No, but Chuck, you are, since you have a firearm at the ready and somebody advanced on you, like you said, you are able to take these shots if you want. Is that like ranged versus melee or... Is that just range versus mate range? This is range versus melee. The rules for range versus melee. I'm talking about the guy with the axe. Oh, the guy. Okay. So I do get to take mm-hmm. a free mm-hmm. t- shot on him. Okay. Yes. I don't know how I like heard Marcus and thought, oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really intent like on like <laughs> getting this situation figured out. I got an eight. So I uh, shoot, shoot gun. Yeah. You've hit this thing and uh, you can see like the worms ex- implode out Ooh. in this bubble and they sort of scatter over the yard. Um, a few quite close to where Reggie is. Brings it back to you guys. Melanie, what do you want to do? Is it an action that takes something out? No. Okay, then I'm going <laughs> to aim a grenade at the porch. Okay. See that light lights some fire. Okay, roll demolitions. Hey, that's what I'm really good at. That's what I'm hoping for. That, that it lights it on fire. That's my best thing. And I got a crit success. Crit success. That's great. Count your hits and, and your crits. But give me a Give me a total. One. The only hit One I made was the crit. Okay, so two harm against this guy. Okay. Um, you see a big chunk of his leg, like from from where like the the top of his ankle is all the way up to his thigh, explodes in this sort of cluster of of the grenade shrapnel. The the shrapnel hits sprays up against his chest too, and the thing kind of goes haphazard, dropping down onto his elbow and like one leg, which is kicking out like a dying insect. It's swinging the axe with one arm too, Gross. like trying to get to you. And in that same fell swoop with that grenade, as all of your ears start to ring and the light goes white for a minute, you see that the the gas is grenade directly in front of us. That yeah. the gas is caught. <laughs> And the porch is now on fire to this place. This is going to be, this is going to set up 
everything on fire around here. Like, I mean, it's all wet. Everything's been covered in fog. Everything's rotten. Yeah, I'm hoping it just at least. I mean, it's definitely going to cause a lot of smoke. It's going to burn the building to ash for sure. Yeah, old rotten wood like that. Yeah, it'll it'll fall apart. But like all of this, like wet lichen and mold and yeah, rot, the mold will keep stuff from burning. Great, Reggie, your turn. I think that in in like a in his reaction to what's going on, he would take a shot at the window, at the thing that's shooting at us out of the window. Okay, firearms, right? Yes, sir. This is a submachine gun, so add plus two die. That's your firepower. Plus two. Yes, I crit it on my first three. Oh my god! It's a, that's Wait, a head, that's a headshot. Hang on, Wait, you crit three of them? No, I critted uh, one of my three. Oh god, I have three firearms. I thought you rolled two. Yeah. Okay. Well, these these other two sprays or those other two die will go to uh, the guy on the porch then. Nice. I mean, you're spraying, right? I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's not in much control. I do think that when he saw what's going on, he switched it back to. Full auto. Like, it doesn't matter if I can't control the fucking weapon. Maybe on accident. Yeah. yeah. Did those other two hit at all? Uh, the other two, I rolled an eight and a two. So one hits. One hit. One of these sprays of bullets shatters through the window, and you see the thing's head kind of jerk back, and it just doesn't come back. It just kind of slumps down. Gross. And you can see the rifle, like, lays down on the 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 sort of the, the windowsill there. This thing has died or been killed or been incapacitated in some capacity. It has passed away. Um, it has passed away. The other uh, wayward shot sinks into the other guy, but he's still alive, like kicking. Marcus, you aimed last time. I aimed last time. So I add one to firearm, and then this is also a submachine gun, so plus two. Plus two. That's correct. So, so you're rolling plus three die here. Nice. That, I'm rolling eight D10. <laughs> Holy shit. What? This guy's about to get evaporated. Um, we'll see. Eight ones. So there's a crit right there. Nice. It's dead. You let out a nice controlled spray at this thing, and you see it just kind of disintegrates into a puddle of worms and blood, which yes. starts to flow off the porch and down the steps um, in this sort of like nasty ooze. How does it react to the fire on the you can see that as the fire is reaching this thing's carcass, it does start to bubble up and broil. And there's parts of it that are like forming these transparent bubbles of that pink color, like skin bubbling, which eventually pop. It is well, not flammable, but this thing is getting burned. The threat has been alleviated, minimal damage. What do you guys want to do next? This place has started to light up, but it'll probably be about 30 minutes before it really gets dangerous. Well, uh, I'm going to put the fire out with the fire. Well, well, I would just let it burn. Sure? I just let it burn. Yeah, we need to eradicate this. I'm going to check the other buildings. Get rid well, of the I'll evidence. Okay, and we need to over. eradicate yeah. this nest. Okay. We don't know how this spreads. Yeah. That is true. Well, I was just thinking it's burning and ash is going in the air. and Look, my, uh, my cover currently is ATF, right? <laughs> So perhaps we came upon a situation and got in a firefight with some individuals that were in the backwoods with a still, and their still caught fire and went up. I love that. All right. So let's not worry about this house. Go check the barn. Barn time. Go check the outhouse. Let's go see some fucked up animals. All right. Everybody did just engage in a fight with some pretty strange and unnerving creatures. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask everybody, please, to roll to keep it together. As you catch your breath and turn towards the barn. I succeed. Ooh, I don't succeed. Crit. Nice. Succeed. Take control, Marcus. Uh, Melanie. Which is fair because, you know, I did get slapped with a 
rusty ass freaky axe. So buy a worm, dude. Melanie descend by six points. Okay, that's a hit eighty five yet? No, (laughs) everybody's just on the edge. Ninety three. Oh, don't worry. We'll carry these over in the campaign. Oh, good. If you guys, if anybody reaches a threshold, we're carrying that over. Good. You start making your way towards the barn. Who's leading? Marcus. Uh, yeah, if you want to. Marcus. You wanted to check out the Marcus outhouse. Heading the, oh, the outhouse. Yeah. Oh, oh Marcus going alone to the outhouse? Oh, my goodness. Marcus, you start going over to the outhouse. We'll take care of that for, actually, no, we'll keep that. We'll keep that there. Mm-hmm. Um, Poop monster. Who's leading us to the barn? I will. There okay. we go. Team lead. Chuck, Melanie, and Reggie are are flanking you, and you start moving your way over the pretty large expanse of this hauler, mm-hmm. rotting grass, chunks of tilled up dirt, pieces of this like pink slimy debris, and you can see through the fog in the barn door what looks like a young man, and they're kind of like putting their arm up, they're putting their elbow up, but their hand is limp. They've got their hand up and limp above their head, and they're just sort of moving it to the left and right, like like they're trying to wave at you. Mm-hmm. And then you see, without really taking any steps backwards, that figure just sort of sinks into the darkness of the barn. Uh, were they alive? Roll surveillance? Well, that's crit. That's a crit. Whatever you were viewing was dead. Okay. Do I need to roll uh, <laughs> to keep it together? I think you're going to have to roll to keep it together. That's I'm okay with that because now I am at five control. Wow. So Didn't you spend control before, though? I did. Uh, I did not succeed on this <laughs> roll, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2d6 <laughs> seems pretty fair for a walking corpse, right? Yeah. Take six descent points. Descent by six points. Well, I'm no longer in the 90s. Well, oh, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. Not looking good. Yeah. 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 So guess what I just hit? Where you at? You got a threshold? 85. No way. Congratulations. Um, You're sweaty now. I am. Now we can do this in a number of ways. I can pick for you. You can pick for yourself based on your character, vice versa. We can work. Let me take a look at it real quick. Or you can roll for it. Well, while you're looking at that, let's go to Marcus. (laughs) Making good decisions. Marcus is making great decisions. You've got your Maglite. You've got your Mac 10. Um, still another round in it before it's got to reload. That's true. And you start moving your way over to the outhouse. Now there's a shed over here and then there's an outhouse right next to it. And you're going right to the outhouse, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Move over to the outhouse. That same chemical smell, that Melanie smell, something like heavy turpentine and motor oil. It's wafting from here in big waves. Um, it's almost making you nauseous as you take a few steps Sorry, towards the entrance's outhouse. What do you want to do? What's the situation look like? Looks like there's a shed here and an outhouse. Everything seems quiet. There's that smell hanging in the air, but... Door go in, door come out. Door comes out. The hinges are facing outward. Yeah, I'm not doing that. John! John, you don't even have better judgment. John's having an actual breakdown right now. You don't have to have good judgment or make good choices to have fun in a game. Marcus, this is very true. Bad choices is what makes a game fun. Marcus's hand is hovering over the door. Yeah, do I hear anything? Rule surveillance. All right, there we go. <laughs> you were baby crying. No. <laughs> poop, baby. Crit. Poop, poop. Nice, baby. a crit. Yeah, sure, man. You uh, you take a point of control and you listen and you do hear something. You're like, mm-hmm. and you kind of put your your head up against the door. And you can hear your ears pressed up against the door and it's quiet for a minute and then you hear, Hello? 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 
I step back <laughs> and I just spray through. <laughs> That's honestly a good decision. Roll firearms. Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay, so I do have a hit, but also have plus two mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. Well, you add up every single one. Mm-hmm. So that's three hits. Three hits. You spray this weapon into the outhouse, just like pinpricking it with with bullets. And you hear from inside like... <laughs> and then you hear like this thing's throat, whatever is on the other side of this door you can't see, start to fill up with something and it eventually gurgles into a quiet stillness. We'll cut back to the barn. Uh, I decided, uh, I think, for my character, paranoia is probably one of the best things, choice-wise. Goodness, thank you, sir. What a blessing. Yeah. Anxiety doesn't feel right. He's got his cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now, paranoia, yes. Absolutely. You imagine danger everywhere. Great. I, the overseer, get to plant false threats and tales among those which are real forever. Mm -hmm. Which is nice. You guys approach the barn entrance. You hear gunfire from behind you. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't think it's happened yet. You approach the barn entrance. Yeah. Do you want to go inside? Yeah, what do we want to do here? <laughs> um, flashlight. Yeah. If you've got a flashlight, like, lighting up the open, like, he probably, like, takes the butt of his rifle and just, like, pushes open the door. Okay. Just, Push like, your- opening it all the way up. Yeah. Push open this big barn door. It does catch on a couple of rocks and stones and some higher dirt, but you're able to open up pretty wide. Um, as you butt this open, and Melanie kind of takes to your side with the light shining around. Melanie, you run your light down below first. You see all these stalls where animals should be, and those shapes, they're they're not animals. They look like flesh for the most part, but that same sort of pink color. They are resting on legs. Some are resting in these nets of that same fiber. They look somewhat like these big bisected lumps of flesh like like worms grown really big and their mouths or face or where the face should be are these like elongated fleshy tubes that kind of split open with like flowering blossoming pieces of skin you can see there's like gums and human teeth and strange configurations in and around it and sort of like a collage of of what a human mouth should look like and they're hanging in these stalls and some are standing in the stalls you don't see any eyes but you do see eye sockets scattered around their their bodies their forms and then they react to the light i'm sorry i know you have a lot to describe here so i just want to ask that do they react to the light there's no reaction to the light as you pass over it i'll go ahead and ask you to keep it together please i mean i'm right there too so please keep it together thanks and reggie as well thank you that's totally fair success i got a crit nice take control no i cannot anymore (laughs) wow congratulations yeah five control all right i take a descent oh that's tough um because it's fair given the situation these are pretty extreme and that's going to be 2d6 as well oh my god reggie i'm gonna have to ask you to descend by nine points dang did you hit that threshold yet absolutely he had to yep 79 oof oh my god uh you pick really hmm Okay, I'm I'm stuck between two. I don't need you guys' help. I'm stuck between anxiety for Reggie's fascination with these things. Yeah. It almost seems like it's inching into obsession. Yep. Or haunted just from how disturbing the scene is. Ooh. I like uh, haunted. I, I kind of like haunted, too. Yeah. 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 Reggie, you're lost in a dark dance, your mind bubbling with the black alchemy of the unknown and unreal. 
ever disconnected, choose a method of ascension to lose permanently from the following. Hmm. Vice, therapy, downtime, or debrief. That's tough. I don't think debriefing would be able to, like, really clear this out. No, I don't think so. Absolutely not. Yeah, I'm going to lean on debrief, I think. I think that, because debrief implies, like, that has to do with work as well. Yeah. And I think that that would just kind of make it fucking worse. Yeah. Yeah. So the only way that he can make it better is, like, downtime and stuff like that. It basically cuts your ties with them as, like, yep. people that could help you. Yep. Mm-hmm. As in your cell. That's unfortunate. That's fucked up. Okay. Cool. So you got haunted, Reggie. I'm having a lot of fun. Good. Now we'll get to now we'll get to what Melanie sees when she shines her light upwards into the barn. All these threads going out the window and different sections of the barn, little gaps in the wood that have been scattered throughout this forest, all form in this nexus of flesh. It looks probably about the size of a, a woman. She's up like sitting in the rafters and you can see her bottom half of her body is engorged into this sort of like slug like appendage probably about the size of three people but from the top up you can see these smaller vestigial arms kind of hang limply and a head that's grossly enlarged with a strong jaw off to the side the whole thing is that same pink fleshy skin the eyes have been covered in skin that has been regrown over and over again the head shaved but there are chunks of hair that sprig out gray hair here and there and fold down her mouth is agape um, missing a few teeth and out of it is spilling one at a time these pink worms and this thing is just sort of resting like sitting and oozing this vicious gritty liquid that's dripping onto the hay below and sizzling with little puffs of smoke oh this one's sizzling Marcus back to you your spray goes quiet and you listen to it echo and this is about the time that they hear the gunfire behind them as well and there's a moment of quiet and you know that whatever's in the shed is dead you got rid of it and you did the wise thing of not looking inside however what was in the shed not the outhouse is very much alive as it comes bursting out you can see it that like one right leg come out and you can see it's covered in those worms you can see there's skin underneath it like leg hair um, and a bare foot with like a, a few toes that have kind of like rotted and are barely hanging on and then you hear that sound a very familiar sound down here of the revving of a small engine this thing's coming out with a rusted over chainsaw. Oh, of course Nice. It and it's spilling out onto the Now the we're lawn. getting 80s. <laughs> yeah, very much. And you can see this thing squares up. And unfortunately for you, you've got to reload. Oh, fuck. That's true. No more ammunition. You can't take a shot at him. Marcus, can you please roll firearms for me? <laughs> this thing's charging at you. Is that it funny? That's fucking hilarious. I do have a hit. On firearms? Okay. You drop the you drop the magazine, put the other one in, look up, and this thing's right on you. It's going to get a free hit on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With a chainsaw. Oof. John, are you prepared for a character death? We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay, brother. Tallahassee Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, my goodness. Not a single hit. Oof. Marcus, you start dodging and weaving, and you're able to get out of this thing's range as it comes slumping, limping after you towards the barn, and you're making flight towards the barn, um, away from this thing. Back at the barn, the three of you see this thing. Well, you would imagine the source of this thing is. What do you want to do? Start shooting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Get me? Okay, we'll go into fight. Yeah. 
The fire on the house is roaring, Marcus, as you're making your way back to your group. And as you are running with that sound of that chainsaw dolly humming behind you, you also hear shots, fires from the barn. Chuck, we're going to have you go first. Okay, so in front of me, I have, like, the stalls filled with, like, animals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, worms that are, like, yeah. in the stalls that are... Right. right. And then I'm up in the rafter, like, yeah. in the loft, I've got a weird slug woman. That's yeah, correct. you got it. Okay. Which one would seem like the most immediate threat in the mom in the second? Probably the weird slug woman. She is, like, moving, mm-hmm. and you can see where the tail of her ends, these sort of, like, weird bisected like rivets of flesh and skin all colored in that pink there's like a hole at Mm -hmm. the end and you can see it's like oozing out and squirting chunks of like transparent pink liquid onto the ground and it's moving around trying to crawl down towards you yeah all right so he's definitely gonna like just aim up and shoot at that okay i don't like that and unlike the last time i fired i'm gonna remember to like roll for my firepower okay yeah i was about to say you have an assault rifle it's got a ton of firepower yeah so it's only got two Right. But the nice huh. thing is that it has a capacity of four on the ammunition. Ooh, that's amazing. So that is one hit. No way. You nick it and uh, you can hear. As if like she had stubbed her toe and she's like grabbing onto these rods of of fiber with her vestigial hands and slowly kind of worming her way down, like moving like a clockwork automaton down to the ground. Oh, uh, God. Coraline. Reggie. The only option I have right now is to shoot at it with my Mac 10. Okay. So I'm rolling. I've got three firearms. So I'm rolling 5d10, right? You got it. You can always add control, too. I can. And I'm going to. <laughs> I'm add one. I'm use one control. Eh, that's enough. I didn't get it. Not a single hit? Nope. Melanie. So, slug woman's crawling down. That's correct. Are the animals doing anything? They're just sort of swaying back and, and forth. Being freaky and weird and smelly. Yeah. I'm gonna... Throw a grenade. Throw a grenade. <laughs> Fuck this shit! Well, the thing is, I don't... You know, like, if she's still climbing down, I don't want to throw the grenade and it just hit the ground mm-hmm. and blow up the animals and not her. Mm-hmm. Valid. So I'm going to ready a battering room. Just have this out because I just feel like, I mean, we saw this corpse dude walking around. Like, I feel like something's about to also come at us. Yeah. So I would just like to have that. I, I don't, I guess it's aiming, but like, I don't have a specific thing to aim at right now. Yeah. No. Okay. Can't aim a battering ram for extra firepower damage. All right, you aim. Marcus has m- taken his turn by reloading, so we are going to go to this lady's turn. She's, like, moving down, and she kind of lands onto the ground, and then she lifts this enlarged, like, engorged head of hers up. Again, the eyes covered in a, a, a layer of skin, and she just spews out this liquid all over the three of you. Wow. I will ask everybody to dodge, please, except for Marcus. But Marcus, you are getting to this door. Mm. I'm going to add uh, an extra dice with some control. Okay. I get a success. That's I'm great. Good. I rolled nine. Okay. I got two eights. Nice. nice. The three of you take cover as Marcus is entering this uh, room. I assume you want to go to the bar. Heading towards it, but my focus is on the uh, chainsaw dude. Chainsaw behind me. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll be clear with that. Cool. So everybody's got a success. You all leap into different like sections, uh, some behind hay piles, others into stalls. Reggie, as you're like diving into 
Actually, no, we'll do this to Melanie. Melanie hasn't had a lot of descent yet, right? Melanie, as you're jumping like sidelong into one of these stalls, you land and you see in the hay, there's like this stretched out sort of bubble of what looks like transparent, like that same fluid, but it's like solidified into like a transparent bubble of skin. And you can see there's hand marks up against it and like a face. And you can hear through like, help me, help me. Uh, I'm going to ask you to keep it together, please. Fair. You've just found the hiker. Oh. Uh, what a shame. It's a success. Cool, man. Just found the hiker. And I think you mean our newest member of the program. <laughs> yeah. We're getting out of here. That's, that's right. <laughs> Marcus, this thing is going to... Oh, it already took its turn, didn't it? Marcus, we'll start with you. New top of, top of the top of the order. I'm going to shoot this thing. Fair. Mm-hmm. Sounds like close mm-hmm. to them. Keep an eye out. What Not, the fuck was that? Keep an eye out. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Not knowing anything of what's happening in the bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to warn them about the chainsaw guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. Singular focus on that. So. Okay. There's one hit. Mm, nice. Okay. And that's it. So. I would like to re-roll. No, I would have re-roll on firearms. You don't? I have you a can, lot of re-rolls, but not on firearms. You can so, always add control. Oh, you're right. That's one extra die. It is. It is. I completely forgot about the re-roll mechanic. <laughs> Wait, uh, oh, the That's special right. skills? Uh, I've already used it once, but I nope. forgot about it. I'm sorry. You just waste control. I'm so sorry about that. Okay, you do hit with one bullet, though, right? Yeah. You let off a, a controlled but you know, nervous spray at this thing and one of the bullets slams through its shoulder. You hear the chainsaw like rev up from it. Just <laughs> okay. Chuck. Yep. What do you want to do? It's going to shoot at uh, uh, old Sluggo. Okay. Again. Okay. Shoot at old Sluggo. Mm-hmm. Old Sluggo. And this will be the last shot he can get before he needs to reload. Because oh, no. I am counting the one shot that was like trying to get everybody's attention uh, earlier. That's right. What is, uh, what's the map 10 capacity before I have to reload? Uh, I believe it's two, yeah. Okay, so you know I what? need to reload next turn. Uh, since I did forget about the re-roll mechanic, I am going to use the one re-roll on, on uh, firearms for the day. I got one shot off, but I want more than that. I'm being yeah. greedy. Yeah. So. That's, this is a fair time to do that. Yeah. Hey, that's much better. Much that's better. Four hits. Nice. nice. You take a knee. Pull this thing up to your shoulder and let off a nice controlled spray on it from behind the stall. And you can see like its flesh explode and burst of pink blood. And it sort of like gets into it like a fetal position on the ground and rise around screaming in a human scream, clawing at the dirt and the hay with these vestigial arms. But it is not yet dead. And it turns its sort of engorged head in your direction and starts slithering and pulling its way. Come on, bitch. Get over here. Come on. Reggie. Okay, he, in a panic, he tries to pull the trigger and it click, click, click. No! And he is going to try to reload. I was trying to think, would I take a picture? <laughs> but I don't, I don't think he would. I think he would try to reload. Okay, roll firearms. Melanie. And it's just straight up, right? Like, yep. I don't add anything to it. Just my firearms roll for it. reloading. Yeah. You don't get to add firepower to that. Well. Great. Nice. Drop one mag, put the other in, gain control. Yeah, he's... <sighs> <laughs> How close are we all together? I mean, I have my battering ram ready to slug woman within melee. It's coming your way. Oh my god, amazing! I'm gonna slap that bitch with a battering ram. Okay. I don't know ram it works. right in the face. 
I mean, like in typical fashion, I'm using something that's not technically a weapon. So I don't know yeah. how you want to do this. You'll, you'll roll demolitions and you'll add plus one die because you aimed. You did aim. I'm rolling six die. Nice. Critical success. It's the only hit I have. It's a grip. Do you want to do this or should I? Uh, you do whatever's happening. Okay. Melanie comes sprinting past you, Chuck, through yeah. your, uh, like in front of your line of fire and runs up with this battering ram. This thing is on its last leg. It's wiggling around, spraying these strange fluids all over. And Melanie comes up, brings the battering ram up and smashes this thing's head. And it collapses under the weight of it. And this thing instantly kind of stretches out and then stops moving and goes quietly limp. Yay. Then just from behind you, Melanie, the rev of a chainsaw as this thing (laughs) bursts in, cutting at the door a bit uh, as it moves its way into the dark, swinging this thing uh, around, shooting out puffs of black smoke from the engine. (sighs) It's its turn. It is going to go after Marcus, obviously. Yep. It's main quarry, right, right. Marcus is kind of like in the lip of the barn. I mean, yeah, we could be killed like in one attack roll, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. On a 10. Fortunately for Marcus, just two hits. Uh, I'm going to ask you to take two harm. This thing, like, runs this jagged but dull blade, like, into your (laughs) stomach. It's like, like, rushing up against your stomach and cutting it in different places as you stumble backwards with the MAC-10 aimed at it. Uh, Dull enough to not eviscerate you, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marcus, it's your turn. I suppose it is. (laughs) Have one more shot. Do it. Roll a 10. Shoot him in the head. You got this. You know, that's the plan. Shoot him in the fucking head. There's a crit. Yeah. Nice, hey. dude. You want to do this or should I? Uh, I'll just blow its head off <laughs> while it's... Just like the whole burst goes into its face. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You bring it up close to your eye, a little farther out, like just great posture, kind of holding your stomach with your left hand as you're stumbling back and let off this controlled spray. And you see like as the bullets are pelting where the worms are, it's just disintegrating in big chunks, like imploding in on itself until the back of the head just sort of splays backwards and kind of flaps onto its back. And this thing revs the chainsaw again, now headless, kind of takes a step towards you and slumps onto its knees, digs the blade of the chainsaw into the dirt, and it begins to stall and puff up in black smoke, um, which mingles with the smell of old rotting timber outside as the flames take hold of the main house, now sort of spreading through the field, inching towards the barn. The whole property is a mess and storm of blood and guts and smoke and fire as the four of you make your way out of the barn. Right, just taking pictures on the way out. Gotta get that guy out of that tube, though. Yeah, so gotta, gotta get, get the, the guy out of the tube. Out of the 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 tube. Okay. Melanie, do you tell them about Save it? lives when possible. Okay. Of course. You dig this hiker out. He's covered in this fluid. He's kind of looking down. His hair has fallen out, or some parts of it in chunks. And he throws an arm over you, and the four of you limp away with this a hiker in tow away from the Rosewell property. Might as well throw that last grenade. (laughs) I'll throw that in the barn. You toss the grenade in the barn (laughs) and it brings the wood out for a moment in a, in a big burst of energy Mm -hmm. as the four of you and this hiker escape into the mist. Thank you so much for coming out tonight, guys. Yeah. We'll end it there. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone.
Man. You know what I'm super happy about? So if this guy, if we continue these characters and uh, that hiker continues to be a part of the story, guess who uh, just got a point of contention for his brand new paranoia? What? <laughs>